0: It's bigger on the inside. Is it? I've noticed.
1: Hello everybody, Nick, Nick here and welcome back to Bigger on the Inside, episode number twenty-three It's ah, oh, it's just been so long, I don't even remember the what bloody like episode we're on now. Anyway, as always I'm joined with Ringo.
2: Hello, hello, hello. I actually have no clue if you're right or wrong, so we should just go with twenty three regardless of like what actually uh, this is, but whatever. 23. When, when
1: we get to... When we get to editing all this... No, no. Just, just this is fine. 23. No matter what, No matter what... <laughs> actually, if we skip a number... It's technically... It's like episode 18. It's like, <laughs> not, it's still going to be 23. Oh, we've at least we're
2: done just... 20. I remember we did, like, this huge thing. Anyway. 23. Hello, guys. Ah, it's been yes. so long. Speaking wow.
1: of which, we should mention that. We're, we aren't finished done doing the best dogs. We will do the best of series 10. Mm-hmm. At Christmas time. So, Yay. that's something to look forward to. Um... I believe uh, Connor and Will will be back for that. I mean, we did promise that in the last episode, but... I hope. I hope. Let's just see what happens, I guess. Anyway, it's been so long. What have you been up to?
2: Me? Well, um... School's done. School was done as of last Friday. This is... Which was a week ago now. bit less. A couple of days ago. Anyway. uh, I've been doing literally Nothing. I've been going to work a lot more, watching a lot of movies, and going to see a lot of movies, unlike somebody here, Um, and just getting ready for my final year of high school, the best way I can, but not doing any work at all. So (laughs) yeah, enjoying these bit of holidays until I actually have to do work. Apparently on the holidays before year 12, you have to do a lot of homework, which is not nice. Anyway, so yeah, movies, work and work. How about you, Nick? What have you been up to? Well, just
1: saying that we technically could probably do an entire roll credits section with all the new mov- all the movies that you've seen recently. Oh my
2: god, that's big! Be- I have seen. Wh- I-, I just want to tell you this number. It's a scary number. Okay. Hmm. In the month of October, so yeah. two months ago, I watched a total of fifty-two films, which included forty-three first watches and. I looked at myself and I think, George, you need to control yourself. So, <laughs> November, I went down. I did. I, I took a break and only watched 40. Yep. So, uh, only, only 40. Only 40. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. I've I was talking for, for hours on that. Anyway.
1: By February, you might get to a decent, <laughs> to, yes. to a respectable total.
2: <laughs> Maybe like, 38. Just sort Maybe. of, take a risk. Anyway, how's your past ages been?
1: Well, uh, my university course is now officially complete. Woohoo! Um, yes, I was very, very happy when I got the results back, and now, now I'm now I'm in this weird state of not knowing what to do from here on out. Um, <laughs> I didn't. It's it's so bizarre. Like you, you spend like four years just fixated on trying to complete this one course, <laughs> and now that I've reached that stage, I'm like, well, now what? Yeah and I still don't have a proper answer to that yet my parents keep asking me what am I doing and <laughs> and I'm like I, I can't tell you that I just don't know uh apart from that uh ooh uh, I have seen some movies not 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 okay the ridiculous don't, amount that you don't have don't call
2: ridiculous we're near the R <laughs> word right now okay just anything notable um, or do you want to say that for a segment um
1: not, no, not, not necessarily. Um, not I not. did watch Sicario, yeah. which is which is a really good movie. There we go. Uh, it's wait. not, it's not, it's not in my top fifty. But no, it's 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 still a really really enjoyable movie. You seen? Um,
2: have have, have I used to have Arrival? Because I can tell you, I enjoyed that more than Sicario. Uh, I
1: bought it yesterday. Bought yesterday, and
2: yeah. I think you'll like it. It was and have not seen it since. It was <laughs> <laughs> obviously, yeah. I mean, if you who buys a movie and sees it the next day, that's just stupid. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You wait you wait for Saturday night. Exactly. You know? Oh, the the go-to night.
1: Saturday uh. night is always movie night. Um I so I watched uh There Will Be Blood and mm. No Country for Old Men. That was a really good one too.
2: Great double um, feature there.
1: <laughs> one of those is in my top 50. Ooh. Uh, but, you, but you don't know which one because I don't. we're only doing the but we don't know because we're only doing top 30. So. Oh, so it's
2: beyond. Okay. So you won't know. So do I just never get to know?
1: You just never get to know.
2: Oh, but my top is not good, so I can't expand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's
0: <laughs> not my fault.
2: Um, oh, it is. Yeah, I so know it's tr- my fault. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> it's all my yeah. fault. <laughs> all yeah,
1: right. we should point out that we are going to do a top 30 thing after all this news. And trust me, there's a lot of fucking news to talk oh, about. Oh, we better...
2: Yeah, this is... We've been away um, for a while, so there's been a lot of stuff piling up. Even as of recent not n- mm-hmm. n- not even like for our entire departure it's just been like this one pack but yeah there's a lot i'm just looking at it now it's yeah. completely daunting anyway <laughs> continue
1: and and also i've been busy uploading youtube videos i'm basically yeah. finished almost so close to being finished with uncharted 2 finally almost done i've got one final main video and then I've got like a bonus features video which I did with with Uncharted 1 and now I'm also currently playing Lego Marvel Super Heroes uh, because Infinity War happened and god damn (laughs) do I need to talk about Infinity War (laughs) should we finally talk Doctor Who
2: eh that show really Okay, let's go let's go I'm kidding I'm kidding
1: (laughs) so we spent about six months uh, of doing of not talking about Doctor Who and we kind of suffered for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, now that you have all so I I had to kind of show uh Ringo uh all the news that I've I've found. What yeah. what would you like to discuss first since you can see everything that I've got there? Oh,
2: okay. There's a lot. I think we'll just Yes, there is. Get started with the obvious stuff. Our uh, Okay. Our brand new doctor, huh? Uh, that All right. that's pretty exciting which was uh, I mean we know but now we get to talk more about it in the new season and then we can move on to Christmas stuff
1: sounds good okay. alright so one of the biggest controversies to come from this entire 13th Doctor um, reveal was something that Peter Davison said which kind of rubbed a lot of people the yeah. wrong way Um, he basically quoted, like, he, he said a fair, he did say that he approved of, um, the choice, saying she was a terrific actress, but if he had any doubts, it's a loss of a role model for boys, who I think Doctor Who is vitally important for. I feel about, a bit, I feel a bit sad about that, but I understand the argument that you need to open it up. Yeah. So... Where 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 do you lie in in regards uh, to this comment?
2: This statement, the loss of a role model for boys. I just mm, look. I can get over it when a fan says it, you know. Fans are fans; I don't mean fans anymore if they're going to stop watching a show because a woman is playing the doctor. But hearing Peter Davison say that, I just like, it's like a stab in the heart, you know. I don't think that's the case at all, honestly. Plus, the amount of people, female people, in my life family, friends, who have never, ever shown interest in the show, who are now showing interest in the show, because there is now a front and centre female role model. Just excites me. Screw the guys. We, we, we've had 50 years of male role models. We have fi- we have male role models everywhere we, we we look, both good and bad. But this is the chance to, you know, my sister and mum, who would never watch the show, to now get into it. And I think, screw guys, huh? <laughs> That's I'm not saying that, but you know what I mean. I think... Nothing wrong with it at all. And that statement doesn't I don't really get it, to be honest. Because we're getting well, something new, yeah. so I,
1: I I kinda can understand where he's coming from. I don't agree with it, but I can understand what he's saying. Fair enough. Males tend to relate more to male role models on screen. Yeah. That's what I think he was trying to say. But that being said, yeah. I think it's also important to have an important role model for boys that's a woman as well I don't think that it should necessarily have to be a male that influence that has to that has to influence boys but yeah I kind of can understand why I mean do you could you say that you really relate to Wonder Woman? Look just type just just, yeah, just, okay. just just yeah at face This center, is what I'm getting at. At
2: face like I love a woman very much. Um but at face set like at front set I didn't but there were some parts to her dedication, her personality that I could grab onto ever so slightly. But that was a huge thing for women. But for me personally, I could work to some stuff, but generally no.
1: But yeah, and, and that's, that's that's what I think. He was trying to get out. I yeah, think he just, I, I get that. He just that. phrased it a bit.
2: I mean, poorly. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that being said, I, I don't, don't think it, you to should. An
2: extent, but come on, let the woman have a go. I guess.
1: Yeah, that's the saying. Yeah. So I can I can understand where he's coming from, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. Um. But that being said, the backlash for this was ridiculous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean this this caused Peter Davison. To leave Twitter. I know. Because of the amount of hatred that was coming towards him. That's... That's ridiculous. I mean... What does that say about us as a fandom? That we... That we basically shoot off... Shoot off one of the doctors. Because he said something which... Was interpreted pretty badly. Yeah. Just... It really frustrates me. Just... Uh, it really, it really... It, it really just highlights that we do have quite a toxic aspect to to our community that...
2: Yeah, it's just... Every community has, you know, those people. And then when you just... When stuff like this happens, you truly see who the dicks are in the fandom. And it's so sad. It really is. Because the amount of hatred people give to something that they haven't seen yet, there's been no no episode no situation no you know nothing to judge except your own personal issues and it just bugs me to no end Ugh. but yeah
1: yeah uh, I just I got nothing more to say about that yeah um, let's let's go into a little bit of happier news <laughs> and when I say a little bit happier I mean Peter Capold giving advice to Jodie Woodcock yes Oh, um, what a gentleman.
0: So,
1: yeah, he said, basically, I'm not going to really read in too much into this because there really isn't much to say. He just said, uh, he said, just enjoy it because it's absolutely incredible. She'll be fabulous. It was lovely to speak to her and see how much affection she has for the show. She's going to be brilliant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That That's basically that's, it. That's, I just
2: <laughs> That's the doctor I won't commenting on, <laughs> on stuff like this. But yeah.
1: Um, just going through it so that, do you really have any much else in regards to the advice before I move on to the next brief nope. topic alright so I made comments in the last in the last po- podcast that I think I thought that the Moffat hinting that the, the next Doctor could be female was coincidental I was bloody wrong <laughs>
2: he knew he knew he, knew, right.
1: <laughs> he knew prior to season te- prior to series 10 the bastard making me feel like he was being subtle no he he outright admitted that he knew it was a woman although he didn't know that it would be Jody. he just he didn't he didn't know that until the Friday before the announcement yeah um he didn't want to know until Peter knew that was his rule um Stephen made a comment also saying that it makes absolutely no difference it's a pronoun this man woman doesn't have any masculine qualities and probably won't have any feminine qualities either. Yeah. He's an alien in the form of a human male, now an alien in the form of a human female, and that's it. Yeah. I, I, I got nothing else to add to that. Just, <laughs> why did you do this to me, Moffat? You, 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 you gave me the I hunch that, that you're that, being that, subtle and not, you knew all along. That,
2: that, that thing at the end about with Bill and Dr, the Doctor talking, like, that was, the, looking back now, that was the biggest, like, giveaway. Like, Come on, it's a woman. It's just obvious now. And it, and ha- I was like, looking back at some of the hints that season. Oh wow, moffat you devil. Moffat.
0: Uh. <laughs>
1: <sighs> anyway, so series eleven, we also have an approximate time. Ta- not a, not. Like, oh, I say approximate time. We basically know that it's going to be autumn, um, twenty eighteen for the US and UK which basically means for us it's going to be spring which means we've basically got another entire year to wait and the waiting game well to be fair the waiting game hasn't started yet the waiting game will happen December 26th yeah (laughs) and it's going to go all the way until September um
2: yeah Yeah.
1: at at the earliest at Uh the earliest September Maybe, maybe, maybe November. That still technically counts as, as spring for us. So, <sighs> frustrating. Very. Um, what we do have though is a bunch of actual series eleven talk, though. So we actually know who the companions are. Bradley Walsh was rumored to be the next companion. He was the he's the host of the of the chase. I think mm-hmm. I don't know too much about him. Personally, but that rumour was officially confirmed. We know that he's going to play a character called Graham. Yep. Um, then we've got Tosin Cole. I, 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 I'm sorry if I got that name wrong. Uh, who's going to play a character called Ryan. And then we've got Mandip Gill, who's going to play Yasmin. Yasmin. Yeah, uh, I, oh,
2: <laughs> I like her name.
1: Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you've got Aladdin stuck in your head, have you? Yep.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I, I've heard like I've I've, re- I've seen other comments saying that Graham, well, Bradley Walsh's character will still be the main one with yeah. Uh, the two others being uh, kind of more side characters. Which I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this dynamic. I had I had a concerns before when I found out there was three of them. Yeah, that if there was three, that that would be a bit too much, but. This could work. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm so know. skeptical I, about this. But. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also we know that Sharon D. Clark uh, also has been announced as a, quote, returning role. Oh. So. Oh. <laughs> anyway, do you want to speculate as to who that could be?
2: I wonder. <laughs> who do you think?
1: See, I don't know. I, your master seems obvious, but...
2: Do you, oh they can't you think what I mean,
1: two female masters in a row
2: Do you th- I mean straight I'm not saying the, the gender I'm saying having that sort of st- like thing happening twice in a row I feel like they, they might take a different I don't know
1: well who do you think it could be then I
2: have no clue I'm just trying to <laughs> d- dismiss your idea
1: yeah, that's just my idea. Have nothing in return.
2: It's it, it's, a, it's a bold strategy, but you know what? I'm, I'm sticking with it.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we also know, along with the companions, we know the format of Series 11. It's going to be um, 10 episodes. We know that the first one's going to be an hour long. Yep. And then the rest will be 50 minutes. Um... I don't know how to feel about it personally. I'm not a big fan of on the constant reduction of episodes. Yeah. Um, granted, the quality of the of the episodes may be better, but I personally saw nothing wrong with where we are currently in regards to quality. I think they've been the best they've been currently, and we've and that's that's been twelve episodes. Yeah. Um I just don't I just don't get the fifty minutes aspect. what's five more minutes going to do that
2: give us another rush episode apparently. Well Yeah, I know.
1: I don't know. I just I just don't see I just I, I don't know. I I'm 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 I really I really want series eleven to be good. But there are so many variables because where this can go one, wrong.
2: Because whether it's the companions, or the, the story time, or whatever, if one thing goes wrong, you know what they're going to do, right? They're going to go, oh, it was a female Doctor idea, oh, boo, boo, boo. And that, but that's why I'm so, yeah, as you said, I really want this to work. Because they're going to just <laughs> bash down on, on the gender of the Doctor for something completely different, say, the story or something. And it's just but down. then I don't
1: want it to be like a Ghostbusters thing either where yeah, I know. The, the, the the creator basically says well the reason why people weren't watching it is because they're sexist because they don't want to see a woman on screen either yeah. see that that's that that's the that's that's what I don't want to see in this Doctor Who community I just uh, I just want it to be God <laughs> I know <laughs> why, why must there be so many things that could go wrong why must there be so much doubt <laughs> That Cast it over this thing I just I need reassurance And I haven't got it yet <sighs> Well okay I've got one little bit Of re- re- reassurance I like the 13th Doctor's costume
2: Yes Same Oh <laughs> I like do you wanna, it Do
1: you want to go over that Let's go over the 13th Doctor's All right, costume Alright let me get it
2: up quickly.
0: Wow, I've got was... it up
1: Because I'm way more Organised than you Let's be honest uh-huh, uh-huh. Um so the only thing I'm really not a big fan of is the 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 coat the the coat
2: the coats yeah I can see that
1: well I just I just like the idea of just the the shirt suspenders and I think they're jeans I don't know they look too bright to be jeans but I'll say they're jeans anyway
2: the suspenders just have won me over anything else that ever happens in the show is okay as long as she has her suspenders
1: then I'm okay I'm just saying like if you got rid of that coat, I think it actually would be an improvement.
2: Yeah, the coat looks a bit different in the sense that it's not really, it doesn't feel like it's with everything else. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to critique fashion, but you know what I mean. It just, I don't know. Something about it just seems like a time jump. Not time jump, just a shift in something, in tone. I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of it myself. It just looks different. <laughs> it looks like it doesn't belong in this picture and the picture yep. is the amazing suspenders that's it
1: god I love this suspenders yeah
2: they're great that,
1: that being said the TARDIS I am so lo- in love with that TARDIS
2: oh isn't it great
1: I love everything about it it looks <laughs> so good it's like a really 80s look
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially with the with the um, with the front of it with the the pull to open yep yeah just, just love it. Mm-hmm. It just looks. I, I can't wait to see how that that is, um, that that comes into play. Um, but yeah, don't have too much else to say about that. Just, I kind of had had all, like had had a rant about the costume when it first came out. You did. <laughs> um, but I, I think uh, it's definitely growing on me more. I definitely had more problems originally than I have now. Um, but that coat still bugs me. <laughs> that's only thing that I have problems with now um, so we also know who the first director of so we know what one of the directors of series 11 is going to be uh, it's a it's, it's a person by the name of Jamie Childs mm. I know absolutely nothing yep. about, about Jamie Childs only that he's the the one that's directing this this first block um, yeah, apparently he's done, uh, Stan Lee's Lucky Man, uh, and been second unit director for Dark, but I haven't seen either of those shows, so I've got nothing to work off. <laughs> um, I don't know. I hope he's good. That's just, I just hope he's good. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking through it. And finally there's it's apparently uh, going to be a new filmic look for series 11 yeah so they've decided to hang on let me have a look they, they've supplied BBC studios in Cardiff with Cook anamorphic prime lenses and Angino Optimo anamorphic zooms <laughs> um which apparently bring an increased cinematic look I'm excited I'm, um, I'm
2: a sucker for these things so I mean I don't know how I'll fit the tone but bring it on
1: <laughs> well yeah I just I don't know I just don't know how to feel yeah like I love this idea but I'm just saying like yeah I don't I, it's gonna be really it's really really hard to judge until I see that first episode yeah that, every, which by the way it needs to be basically the 11th it hour it does <laughs> it
2: really does there's no like we've never needed that more than we'd like I mean, Capaldi, deep breath was, you know, you know. But this one has to be like, this has to be better than the ninth hour Is the best way I can put it. Has to be much better. Not not that I didn't like it, but it needs to just go above and beyond to shut those freaking fanboys up who think that, you know. And to also just put put our minds at rest. Because even though I'm confident, I'm, there's still some, you know, Skeptical thoughts going about, especially with the companions. So, you know, give us like an amazing episode, and I'll be all good. Thank you. That's it.
0: Dear, <laughs> dear, dear,
2: dear, dear Mister Chibnall. Give us good episode. Thanks, fans. Uh, just saying that. Letter.
1: <laughs> <sighs> yep. All right. So, thirteenth Doctor talk out of the way. Yes. Finally. Now, Chris is Special. So, it was rumoured in the last podcast we did that the episode was going to be called The Doctors. Yes. We now know that not to be the case. It is now officially called Twice Upon a Time. Yeah. Now, this really gives me the impression that Gallifrey is going to be involved.
2: Uh, because of that title. Now, imagine Gallifrey on those new lenses, huh? Hmm. Mm. Picture it, Nick. Picture, g- picture, cinematic, Gallifrey. Oh, oh it looks yeah. We good. need the
1: director to really work with that, though. It looks good. Okay, continue. All those swooping shots. Oh. Anyway, no, the 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 <laughs> <Sorry>. reason why <laughs> are you, are, you, are you done or just done fanboying there with, with the cameras? Yep. You done? Okay. So the reason why I get the impression that twi- the twice upon a time will involve Gallifrey is because at the beginning of the Zygon invasion, uh, you have that once upon a time there was uh, three Doctors, two Osgoods, one Peace Treaty, and maybe this is another way to incorporate it. Incorporate it. That's that's the word, incorporate. Um, incorporate that back in. Just saying that, oh, he's finally got to have to do this thing again. He's finally going to have to answer the call.
0: Mm.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. It really does feel like the pieces are in play to see the the doctors come back to to save Gallifrey again. It just
0: yeah.
2: I, I know it's true. And then they like she'll walk in and they'll be like, "Oh, you're a woman," and she'll be like, "Yeah," and then that that's just it. there's no there's no arguments no issues the fanboys can learn to be more like the Gallifreyans and just accept it still I wonder how they not that I would but you know could you imagine River Song's ending waiting until this bit wouldn't that be funny like (laughs) River Song's end a a romantic night with the 30th Doctor Uh,
1: well she's she's dated uh, Cleopatra before so it's not out of of the the realm it'd be awesome
2: it'd be like I'd watch... See, as Companions and Doctors go by past River Song's eventual, you know, I can't help but think how cool would they be with River Song? And now I'm trying... Now I'm picturing an episode with the 13th and River going on an adventure. And now I'm sad because...
1: Because that'll never happen. No. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, Anyway. (laughs) So, we know a bit, bit more information. We know that Mark Gatiss... Um, is going to be in this Christmas special. He's yep. going to be playing a world one soldier called the captain. Mm. And when we, when we talk about the children in need, FTs, just Mark Gatiss, he's, he's such a good actor and
0: just, Oh,
1: um, so that was a nice reveal. We also know that another writer for the show, Toby Whittas will actually be playing a character in the yeah. episode as well. That's,
2: that's exciting.
1: But we don't know who, um, I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. I really like Toby Widhouse as I've mentioned many, many times mm-hmm. um on this on this podcast. But I can't wait to see him have an acting role. That's gonna be currently cool. Uh we also know that Pearl Mackey will be returning as Bill. Yep. What a surprise.
2: Wow, like a panic coming back. What, that that's just a no one's ever done that before. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, like people were like, Oh that was the end of the story. I'm like, No it's not. No it's not. They're not ending it lot like that. They probably could, but they're not I, I i i I've been here I've done it. I know how this, this show works. I knew yeah. they weren't going to k- kill off Bill that easily. she's going to have one last trip with Capaldi um, yeah, so that being said, she won't be returning after the Christmas special, though, so there you go, clean slate, yes, Just like you predicted you. all those all those months ago. <laughs> What a surprise that is! Um, so, we also know that once again, twice upon a time, will be airing in Australian cinemas. Yeah!
2: Wow! <laughs> Are you kidding me? This will be, uh, by the way, confession time. Yes. The first time I will have seen Doctor Who on the big screen.
1: Really? You've yeah, not seen it?
2: Never. i now there was there was um there was a Dalek one which I didn't get to see there was the uh, which I did yes (sighs) thanks for reminding me Uh, there was what was it that was recently on there was it series 10 series ten, that was on there
1: yeah basically all the Christmas specials have been there yeah so So, you've had Mysterio you had Wedding of River Song
2: I missed out on those two unfortunately but this one I will be there I will be there and I'll be watching Uh, I'm very excited
1: I don't think Time of the Doctor was there nor last Christmas I'm just I'm just just rattling them off in my brain uh, yeah you yeah, had Deep Breath uh, Magician's Apprentice wasn't there no basically yeah this I think I just I, I love that we get to have Doctor Who episodes in cinemas it also bugs me that we're just getting it too often that it just it's, it's really starting to lose the charm it that is. it recently it had like,
2: yeah
1: like how cool would it have been if like it was Deep Breath was like The last time that the doctor, like Doctor Who, was in cinemas, and now it's going to be. And now we're
2: seeing that. That would be awesome. Oh, that'd be. That's a great idea, Nick. Just the start and the end. That'd that'd be brilliant.
1: Just the ones in the middle just felt so unnecessary.
2: They really did.
1: It's all for money. Yep. All for money.
0: money. money. I want
1: that gold. (laughs) I don't know why I found that Uh, so funny. You are. Um. Uh, yeah so anyways Twice One at a Time is going to be airing in Australian cinemas much to the not surprise of anyone here mm-hmm. Um, what does intrigue me though was the comments that Moffat made in regards to um, in regards to the Christmas special because yeah. alright so, so listen to this and tell me if this doesn't sound ominous in the slightest so Moffat said, uh, "Why would Superman be good? Because kindness stops you being lonely would be the answer. That's what that's about. For Sherlock Holmes, he's good because, for all he protects, all he protests about it, there are people he cares about. So kindness is what makes a unit of us. So if you're sane and rational, kindness is by far the best path. There isn't anything rational about being vile and awful and evil. It's actually not. It's not actually a good strategy." Prepare for that to be contradicted on Doctor Who on Christmas Day.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't... That's quite poetic and intriguing actually. I'm really... Wow. That's that's deep. I'm excited Mm. and concerned. (laughs) But no, no. That's... I don't know what to make of that to be honest. There's definitely going to be some moral testing judging thing. I don't know. I can't put that to picture actually what do you think
1: I think he's really good at hyping up an episode yep (laughs) that's what I thought out of that
2: regardless of what if you can think of something about it the hype is there even more now
1: we also have a synopsis Uh, A DVD synopsis uh, was released, and then uh, another synopsis was released. But I'm going to read the DVD one because, well, it's the only one I have on me right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It reads, Two Doctors stranded in a forbidding snowscape, refusing to face regeneration, and a British army captain seemingly destined to die in the First World War, but taken from the trenches to play his part in the Doctor's story. This is the magical last chapter in the Twelfth Doctor's epic adventure. He must face his past to decide his future and the Doctor will realise the resilience of humanity discovering hope in his darkest frozen moment. Now, it's the end oh, it's sorry. the end of an era <laughs> but the Doctor's journey is only just beginning. Uh, now, now you may talk.
2: Okay. I don't give a <laughs> shit how many of those lines were the most cliche things I've ever heard. I'm still excited. Like, face, like if I had offer for every person who's faced their, who's faced their past to something in their future you know but still I'm excited. I really
1: am. Yep, me too. <laughs> I, I, it, this feels so. This feels so weird because, like,
2: there's some things cliches can't ruin. Nick, there's some <sighs> things.
1: I just, I just, I can't wait to see this episode, and I know that it's gonna break me.
0: It's, it's. Gonna I be know so I'm depressing. going to be
1: emotional. I'm gonna be emotionally compromised more than I think I was with Smith, which says a lot because I, oh, I Smith was my doctor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think um, this. I agree. I think this is going to be one of the saddest, if not for me, the saddest departure. Because, oh my goodness. Even thinking about him not being there anymore is just crushing. Even compared to, as you said, for me, tenant, which was... Mm, don't even remind me. That was so sad. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking back to the episode. And I'm just... Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Well...
1: The other thing we have to talk about, so briefly mentioned about it beforehand, was the, the children in need. Doctor uh, who have had a tendency in recent years to um, release a bit of a clip for an upcoming is, Yeah episode. Uh, and in this case, this was no exception. Oh God. Oh no. Oh no. started to get all the feels when I, was, <laughs> when I watched this trailer. It was, it was two minutes. But it was just, oh, Mark Gatiss, oh, he stole the show, I didn't think that'd be possible. But just seeing his realisation that the First World War would in fact be the First World War, oh no, just, oh, it was just so devastating and I just, this was so ominous as to what's to come. I just uh, I don't I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna be prepared for this. I just don't know. <sighs> what do you think? What you've seen the the teaser, obviously.
2: After me uh, asking myself to uh, not watch it several times, I did. I, I caved. I caved a lot. I caved. Yeah, you really do. I caved with um the Kingsman trailer, which having seen that movie now, um well, anyway, I caved with that. I caved with with Avengers quite literally two minutes after, after telling him I'm not gonna watch it I decided to watch it but this just it just it captured everything that I think I'm gonna feel watching the actual episode from from you know the two doctors to Moffat to just the general tone and vibe I'm just so excited but also sad just because I'm gonna a Capaldi and just break possibly in tears even if nothing happens to him at the start like I like just he's Uh I have nothing to say I can't put into words cause him <laughs> him just showing up on screen just nothing bad happening to him at that point I'm gonna just get emotional cause I think since you know he's had a rocky start but he's he's just he's I think he's won won the hearts of basically everybody I don't know anybody who just well I don't know anybody. A lot of people. But I don't know anybody who's actually <laughs> I disliked don't anyone, him. Period. Yeah, I, I, I don't know a lot of people but the people that I do know they all love him. One way or another. And this, this trailer just brings it all back. Or preview. Uh, they've called it preview. Even though it's like oh yeah, the trailer's huh. Yeah, no. It, lo- it looks great. I'm really excited. I think the, ca- the they got the casting of the first Doctor right. Even though they get even though Moffat um, acting is a bit tedious for me sometimes, I think he's gonna be good. I've no issues. I'm excited. I'm my hype is in it just. I've watched it like six times because I'm gonna be so. I'm not gonna be um, critical of the episode because I'll get. I'll let the emotions just get better of me. I hope you know in advance. But yeah, I'm so excited for this.
1: Well, speaking of knowing in advance, yes, <laughs> the one the one final oh, thing here we from go, Chris's special talk <laughs> that. It's not there, but I thought I'd bring up regardless. Okay. So, I've mentioned beforehand that um, I have been to basically every episode of Whovians yes to date, all, yes. ex- all except for one, um, and it has now been confirmed that Hoovians will indeed be getting a Christmas special episode, um, much to the delight of everyone mm-hmm. in Australia, yep. um, because it's a great show, a and great I'm really show. glad. Um, but the really exciting thing for me anyway, is that I get to gloat about knowing what happens in the Chris special four days before you do. So that's nice. Although I can't say anything about it. So isn't that a shame? (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's only going to be this minority of us that knows what happens and can't say a word. (laughs) Uh, it, it feels weird. Just. But I am so, so excited to see that, that Whovians coming back. And I really want to see Whovians come back for Series 11. Yeah. Because
2: it's just... It's it's a great dose of just general knowledge of this episode. Like, just, like, them taking it apart and stuff. It's also a very funny. Very funny show. And just... It's, it's Whovians, you know? You're just... You're seeing people who are very excited about the show talk about the show. And I always love that. I think it's just... Now you've said it's definitely improved a lot, right? Since it's... I mean, it has from, from an outsider standpoint. But you've said that the show's improved a lot of their things for the audience. Is that true? Like, I remember you brought up some things about the show. That you said... Yeah, up. so...
1: So, Sohoovian's... So, it kind of had a bit of a rough start at the beginning. Like, it, it definitely... Not a lot... Like, not a lot of major changes happened between episode 1 and episode 12. But... I think it, it got more refined and the dynamics between the the people on the uh-huh. show were a lot better and um it was kind of like more like a well, well-oiled machine by the end of it. Everyone knew what they were doing and it was just more about having fun. Yeah. Like like that first couple of episodes were more about just getting the show right. Yeah, yeah. But then towards the end it was more about what fun things can we do now, you know? Um, <laughs> I still, I still, I, 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 no joke, no joke. It was like a week, week and a half ago. I, I was walking, in know, I was walking the city, mm-hmm. and I literally, and I was wearing my my Doctor Who shirt. And this person came up to me, and he was like, "You're Fez Boy, aren't you? <gasps> yeah, I, I know.
2: <laughs> You're famous. You've made it." You, you know I, I, I I
1: I was I was a bit stunned because obviously I had the shirt on but I didn't have the the fez or the costume, and I was just like, "Sorry, what?" <laughs> and he's like, "Hoovians." I'm like, "Yeah, how?" how <laughs> I, just, I, I was I was just really really surprised. I just didn't. I just really didn't see that coming. Um,
2: but yeah, I just
1: uh, I just wanted to tell that story, basically.
2: <laughs> um, no, yeah, no. your you your claim of fame, easy.
1: Yeah, but it was just it was just, it's just bizarre how mm. how how accepting the show has become, like towards the doc- like the Doctor Who fandom has been accepting of Whovians because this could have easily gone been like a novelty thing and that's it. But people wanted this show. To, to remain because yeah there is just so much love
2: mm-hmm.
1: put into this show.
2: It's such a passionate show, like it's it's completely really true. There's no like, you know, I don't know how to say it, but it's just it's it's just real fans talking to Doctor Who. It's that simple. You've got fans in the audience, fans on on sitting down, fans at home. I love when they do that. When they just have a really passionate fan base, make a whole freaking show. Like and the fact that it's continuing on hopefully beyond Christmas is really exciting I hope it continues on forever because then I can actually come down to Sydney one day and just just, just sit in the audience and be like psst there's boy there's boy and then you turn around and I'll be like hey and
0: yeah <laughs> it's a great show it
2: really is I, I love like my brother who didn't want to watch it at first is like oh, I don't want to see people talk about it now he just... He loves it. He watches it with me after every episode and it's great.
0: Did
1: you, did you have a hard time explaining... <laughs> explaining... Like, why How, how you do?
2: Yep. Yep. He was like... He was like... He was like, like oh, oh, we gotta do the dude. Uh, okay. Whatever. I'm like, come on, Gable. Just sit down. I' we gonna just... Listen to people talk about the other who. Because I'm, I'm like... If you, if you can watch people talk about playing games, then... If you, if you can watch people play games that are... not even half as interesting as these people sit down and watch and now he loves it he absolutely loves it so it's great it really is mm. I hope I can I'm glad to this. hear that
1: yep who wins the series 11 make it happen yes do it alright so and I've noticed <laughs> I've noticed we've basically been talking for an entire hour oh, so geez. I'm gonna,
0: yeah,
1: gonna get, <laughs> oh. so let's let's crank through this miscellaneous bit of news yes, alright so Colin Baker reckons Peter Capaldi got a rough deal I agree he quotes the <laughs> <laughs> the fans weren't very very kind to Peter Capaldi because they've been conditioned to want eye candy. First and second and third doctors, none of them were eye candy. They were strong, definite characters. Uh, he did tease that Peter Davison at eye candy qualities, but don't tell him I said that. Um, then he also briefly mentioned that his doctor, like his intention was uh, for him to reveal his true self later on, but the plan was somewhat. St- stimied, stymied, I don't know, by the powers that be at ABC, uh, ABC, fuck, <laughs> by the powers that be at the BBC who didn't like the program. Um, Yeah, any thoughts before I move on?
2: Um, I was in full agreement with that statement, I think, compared to, you know, Tennant and Smith, he, people including, you know, some people I knew were not for it. And even I was like, I liked him from the get-go, but I didn't have that, you know, connection. But he's a talented guy, and he, and from I think he definitely showed himself, and now I just don't want him to leave ever. So, definitely got a rough time. I agree.
1: Alright, next bit of news. Denner Geek discussed with the Capaldi, uh the episode that he thought to find his doctor. Before I tell you which one it is, yes. what do you think it is?
2: The find his doctor? Yep. I mean, the go-to one would be heaven sent but that that was more of like an actor thing I guess but as far as like his doctor I have no idea actually I think it could be a surprise answer is it is it a surprise answer
1: Ah, uh, yes and no i be intrigued to see what you think when I tell you which, yeah. which one it is um hey, I'll quote him okay I think listen in the first season because oh. it's the first time we clearly see this kind of obsessive quality about him because in that episode he has a compulsion that there's a creature That exists that you can't see and he sets off to find it even though you can't see it and there's no evidence of it. And he's absolutely committed to that idea.
2: I like that. I think that's a great answer. I love listen. It's probably... I think it's one of the best, if not... Oh, probably my favourite. Probably one of the best episodes (laughs) this season. What? What are you laughing at?
1: Sorry, I just got a message from my sister. Okay. um, Because... because my sister and my mother are going to come to the Hoovians Christmas Special, I got oh. them tickets. Um, because I brought my dad for the the, the season finale. Yeah. And then I, and I asked my sister so if she wanted to come, and then my mum suggested that she also wanted to come too, which is which is pretty bizarre. because <laughs> My mum has practically no interest in the show whatsoever. So, anyway, yeah. yeah anyway, my sister made a comment. So she's currently watching ser- series nine, and I shit you not. The first thing she said, two things. Yeah. One, or the, you know about the second thing, but the first thing was like, one, Clara's death is fucking stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am in full agreement with the sister right now. That's actually, <laughs> I mean, in the sense, yeah, no, I get that. It's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. So I just got that in my my notes and <laughs> I just wanted yeah. to
2: it's a random laugh at the now. I'm like, what? what's so What's so funny, Nick? And then. Clara's death is fucking. It was
1: worth it. Trust me, I assured you it was worth it. Uh, anyway. That, that's a quote. So,
2: that's a quote now. Hey, hey, Nick. Clara's death is fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I agree. That's why I'm glad. Well, the thing was, and I mentioned this with Face the Raven, I was like, I felt pretty. I felt nothing. Uh, after Clara died, which is not how I'm supposed to feel for a character that's been in the show for three seasons. Yeah. So I was, in a way, I was glad she got brought back for Hellbent and, and all that, and all that jazz. All that jazz. <laughs> anyway, getting off topic. <laughs> you're always getting off topic. Yes, we're good at that. Uh, so the director of Listen, or Douglas McKinnon, also said that that has been his favorite Doctor Who episode to direct.
2: Yes.
0: Uh,
1: um. Yeah, nothing else to say there. Just thought I'd add that little bit, tidbit because he 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 liked that. Uh, he 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 quoted that uh, article, Den and Geek, and made that made that bit of article. I can't talk, and I'm moving on. <laughs> My, <laughs> Mark Gatiss, uh summed up the differences between classic and modern Doctor Who. Uh, he did say in the end that he thinks it's exactly the same show, but the only thing is just um, with the format you kind of lose a bit of suspense but that's all and even then it depends on what sort of story you're telling I can't argue with that really mm. um yeah but then it, but then that's that being said you kind of lose the, the filler that a lot of the classic episodes also had mm. um which is I think a good thing it kind of refines the story a bit which I think is important um yeah got nothing else what are, What are your thoughts do you do you agree with the sentiment
2: uh yeah I don't have much to say about it compared to like you know the classic series but yeah I think he's right from from, from what I've seen yeah I agree I think that's definitely yeah yeah it's yes for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
2: yes <laughs> I felt Fair like enough. using that at one point because you, you said no so
1: yeah I I I got it I got it it's cool Alright, so Mark Gatis, Speaking of the dude, uh, dude He's had quite a Quite a bit of a talk today we, We've talked about him With Chris' special yes. And now, now here um, So uh, Mark Gatiss Briefly spoke about His unmade David Tennant episode Which I was uh, aware of But it's nice to know A little more about uh, it than...
2: I would kill a man To say this I'm kidding So but I would kill a man Nick.
1: So this would have been For series 4 My favourite um, series so continue Anyway, it was it, was, it w- would have been called the Suicide Exhibition. Uh, it was set during World War II and would have seen David Tennant's doctor doing battle with the Nazis. Uh, according to Gaitas, the episode was on the verge of production for a while.
0: Um,
1: it came from a thing he was reading about how in the First World War they were evacuating stuff from museums to various Welsh from museums. I'm sorry, my phone's ringing and... <laughs> I'm gonna have no choice because this phone's gonna just keep ringing and ringing until I answer this. So, be right back, guys. Wow. Sorry about so this.
2: I'll carry on. Yeah, professionals. I
1: what all I right. strive to be. This is
2: why. This is why the exhibition oh. had to happen. Okay. Chapter one. <clears throat> David Tennant. Chapter two. Nazis. Chapter three. That is all. So you see here, right? If we could. Think of an idea. Picture this, ready? Gatiss calls up Mr. Tennant. He goes, Mr. Tennant, um, we need you for one more episode. And Tennant goes, oh, another another, you know, ensemble episode with more Doctors? He's like, no. No more specials with you. He's like, okay, fine. I want you in this episode of Doctor Who. We're going to release. And I don't give a shit that it's not in line with the current season. Stop it. We need you here. So he comes down there. Like, and currently he sees a bunch of bunch of like Nazi costumes. And he goes, Oh my god. Now at that moment, an episode that we thought was dead was just coming out later than we thought. And the suicide the suicide exhibition pending is born. And that right there is a story of how this episode will come to be in a couple of years' time. Because I will send out letters to ensure Uh, that the David Tennant stands off against Nazis in my favourite season of the show. Thank you very much.
1: Well, I'm back. Hi. Hi, Hi, it's me again. Hi. So so, so apparently we were doing a podcast, um, but my mother decided to ring up and told me to take a frozen water bottle out of the fridge. So (laughs) that was apparently worth ringing me up for.
2: Well, I my piece I'll just explain to the viewers the three reasons the two reasons why the episode needs to, it needs to come back it needs to be made again it needs to be made in the first place
1: well okay so I kind of so I, I read I read somewhere um, as to the reasons why he chose not to go with that episode right uh, his his mentality was basically uh, it was he felt, he felt it was too soon to do another World War One story, uh, sorry, World War Two story after the Empty Child in season one. So, yeah, that's it. That's the only reason why it wasn't a thing.
2: Well, just just to confirm with you before. I mean, you're listening again to what I said, but my two reasons were um David Tennant and Nazis. That was it. <laughs> that was that, that was actually just all I said. But you know, I kept your absence to put frozen water. Uh, your frozen water endeavour. I kept that absence filled with my love. For what could have been this episode. So you're very welcome. Okay. Well,
1: what what does intrigue me though is what he says is like the museum being a puzzle box of sliding doors and traps and stuff, which is kind of like a an Indiana Jones yes! type
2: It would have been That's Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah. Well well isn't that a shame. Anyway, speaking about things that didn't have that oh, happening future. yes wait <laughs> um, let's talk about Class Series 2 oh, boy. or in particular the Should lack we? of <laughs> Class Series 2
2: I'm sorry I took that away from you <laughs> that was good it's sad isn't um, it no it's yeah I mean it's so, sad to the point that my favorite part of the show was when Capaldi was in it <laughs> like that was my you know but yeah we think?
1: did it. We did it for for those that are new. Uh, we did do an entire breakdown yeah. of every class episode, mm-hmm. um, episodes one to four in one episode, and five to eight another. Uh, and that, that was a that was a blast to go through. Yeah. I had to, there were some great rants, mostly by me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a sad because there was potential with the show, particularly towards the end. Um, I just, eh, things weren't looking good when Patrick Ness decided to, to not do season two and then the BBC, um, Mm -hmm. just said, no, we're not going to do, we're not going to do a season two at all. So yeah, it's disappointing. Um, I, I really liked, um, the dynamic in particular between uh, Miss Quill, and... uh who's the main character? The The boy. The main character boy. I can't think of his name.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> not a <that> good <laughs> Um,
1: Tommy? I'm going to call him Tommy. So anyway, Tommy. Miss Quill and cool. Tommy.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. That's oh, not More, it, more it? adventures between those two. It's not Tommy. <laughs> I just can't think of his name. I can't I
0: can't remember oh I can't remember God. anything about
1: Class apart from Ms. because she just had a really cool surname. She did. She did. Um Uh I just got nothing else. It's just it's just sad. It's, just, we they they tried and just just didn't end up happening. <sighs> Such is life.
2: You mean Greg Austin's character? Is that who you Yes Ready Greg for Austin's this? Character. Ready for this? Uh-huh. No wonder you couldn't remember it. It is one of the most generic names of all time. Ready? 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 John. Charlie Smith. That is his Charlie. name. What the Charlie. hell?
1: Charlie I d- Smith. I, do you know the worst part about it? I'm probably going to forget that name in like five minutes. You, you've got Ram.
2: You've got <laughs> April. You've got... Uh, I, still, I still scrub his name. But him. Miss Quill. But Charlie. Ch- mm, mm, Charlie. I like April. I just remember
1: April because... She was kind of cute, and she was named after a month. So yeah, that was pretty straightforward.
2: Ram, I remember. Mr. Quill, April.
1: Ram's funny. He He like, he he's got a bit of an aggression problem, but apart from that, yeah, he's kind of funny. Um, yeah. I got nothing else to really say about it. If you no. want our thoughts, just Ms. go Quill back to those episodes. Off. Thank you. Miss Quill and is there, Miss Quill and Twelfth uh, Doctor? Oh my and, uh, adventures God! Adventures in Time and Space.
2: <laughs> Miss a, a, a Miss Quill could totally cameo in an episode of season of Series Eleven, and I'd be all for it. And, and by cameo, I mean being the entire thing. <laughs> oh,
1: maybe, man. maybe, maybe it happened, but yeah, make it happen. That, yeah, it's sad. It is. It's sad. What what's apparently not sad is Harriet Jones. <laughs> My segues are just just they're just on. Look, I don't care what what
2: Mr. TD says. Okay, <laughs> I was emotional in that episode, and she did. I was not, I was not emotional for nothing. Okay, she died. Okay, don't don't give me this false hope shit, Mr. Davies. <sighs> anyway, Nick, so, yeah, must actually say what I'm talking about. But <laughs>
1: I I really don't have much thoughts about this, about Harriet Jones, just... Oh, no.
2: I... <sighs> I don't know how to feel about it, it's just... I really like is, the character, and this just really makes me weird. Feel weird. Like, what... What do you... What do you mean she's not, she not die? What do you mean? You can't just say <laughs> that. You have to say she's not dead, like she died, okay? What are you doing <laughs> Don't do this to me. So you're anyway. mocking me, you, but it sounds right. So,
1: yeah. Anyway, so, R T D, you're wrong.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. She's dead, you, but you're wrong. She, I prefer her, her to be alive, but she died a noble death, and she died for her country. She did
1: for queen and country. For queen or for queen? A queen. For queen and country. Oh, right. <laughs> So country. Stu- <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> it was. I know what the hell
2: that was. I was going to pass it off.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, on to happier news, because let's face we need a bit of more happier news. So, Sharda was the unreleased fourth Doctor story, um, which yeah, which never happened. Uh, apparently, the animated recreation of this will be released in Australian cinemas.
2: What? Cinemas? Really? Wow. Really. Um, i <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: A Doctor Who thing in
2: cinemas? What? I know. What the hell? Anyway.
1: I'm excited, but I'm probably not going to see it. No. I'll wait for it to come out on DVD or I might download it off iTunes or something. I don't know. Something. Um, I'm glad it exists. Yeah. But I'm in no rush to see it. There you go. They're, they're my, they're, that's my two cents. Um. So let's talk about Nicholas Pegg. He got sacked from Doctor Who magazine yeah. after writing a very cryptic,
0: <laughs> cryptic
1: uh, message in one of the um, articles of of the Doctor Who magazine. Um, basically, he's just he, he the I'm not gonna well. In a nutshell, if you look hard enough, there's always something hidden playing inside that, which basically just equates to if you read the first letters of each sentence, he's just basically saying that he, he, he has a strong dislike towards Panini and BBC worldwide. Mm. Um, I'm not too, not too sure why, but there's definitely something there, which, which I hope gets addressed, but yeah, it it was bizarre and he got, he got sacked as a result of it. Mm. Not surprisingly. (laughs) Um, got not much else to say about that it was stupid yeah but 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 in a way kind of (laughs) funny not gonna (laughs) lie not gonna lie it was kind of funny reading it and (laughs) just like just going to the effort of making sure that every sentence um reads as reads as a as an actual message that that it's kind of cool stupid but still kind of cool yeah um so, have you ever played Doctor Who Legacy before?
2: I have. I used to play it religiously for a long time. It was a harsh... Oh, my God. That's a pass I don't want to go back to, honestly. But yes, I loved it.
1: Well, the makers of Doctor Who Legacy are going to be making another game Damn called it! Doctor Who Infinity. <laughs> no!
2: I don't want it to be sucked <laughs> in again, Nick. I can't. You can't let me download it. <sighs>
0: there was, there was nothing in,
2: there was no amazing gameplay there was nothing really it was just Doctor Who characters and gem shit and I was all into it it was <laughs> it was unhealthy <laughs> anyway I'm gonna just quickly have a look at everything I can about this game
1: alright well you do that I'm going to there's nothing make another
2: is there anything what
1: there was an article um, any knowledge I can about find like, the, the game I'll let you know alright uh, yeah, if I can find the article, uh, I'll let you know. Yep. But, yeah, basically, I think it's coming out 2018, and it's more of a story. Uh, I found it. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go through it. Anyway, so, um, there, Blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yep, so it's going to be called Doctor Infinity. Uh, it's going to be released to PC and mobile, and it's going to be released uh, next spring. So, that's autumn for us, I believe. Yep. Um. So... Not too, not not as bad of a weight as series ten, but
2: something to carry me over for uh, to uh, then.
1: Yeah, and it's, as I said, it's more of a story based perspective yeah, exciting than 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 the gems aspect of it, which was the appeal of um, legacy. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say about that. We're almost done with the news. We just got to go through some some
2: really sad
1: possible rumors. Oh, and here we go! Really, really good
2: rumor. Something that you have um, are so excited for this. Not this one, next one. Oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah,
1: for the last. Um, that's what I'm saying it for yeah, the last. Yeah, you
2: know. I'm going to pre- prepare my ears for you screaming. Anyway, okay. Let's go over this story so, first.
1: So, according to the Mirror, so take this with a huge pinch of goddamn salt, mm-hmm. please. Um, Murray Gold has been rumored to be stepping down as composer <sighs>
2: um,
1: at the end of season ten.
2: So. Hold on. Cue that song oh. from Toy Story. Um, you uh, got a friend no, in no. me. <laughs> no! What do you mean? <laughs> you said cue the song There's from more than Toy one story. song. It's... <laughs>
1: oh, on. you wanted the Spanish version of that song. No. Alright.
2: Wait, is, is, is the song I'm talking about?
1: Uh, you mean When Somebody Loved Me, the, the Toy Story 2 track? The, the one where Jesse gets abandoned
2: and all I that? I might be misquoting the song. Hold on.
1: I don't know why we're coding Toy Story right now, but... It's when...
2: <laughs> it's when Woody gets replaced with Buzz and it's a montage. What's that oh, song? The change oh, song, oh, isn't it?
1: Strange things. Was that the one?
2: Yeah. Too, too much strange things. We can't get rid of so many, Like... I, <laughs> this is strange. Well, you wanted, you wanted the clean run, buddy. But this isn't... This is, is, a, this is... This is a, <laughs>
0: no, I don't... I, I, want, I don't want to believe...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know I was like Oh Serious we should have An entirely clean run Well You got what you wish for Apparently
2: Strange things that happen Ain't no doubt <laughs> I'll anyway, probably
1: overlay with, something with the music Just a little bit of it. That's
2: just I mean I understand This is the ultimate clean slate But the more clean we're getting The less The more scared I'm getting Cause Yeah I mean Now you know how I feel This is the guy <laughs> Who composed Hoodwink 2 Hood vs. Evil. Can we really lose him? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to bring it up. I just found out yesterday. I found out that, that he he composed Hoodwink Two, and I had to bring it up. <laughs> um, He's also,
1: he also done some good some good soundtracks, like oh yes, like Torchwood, yeah, and, and Doctor Who,
2: and Hoodwink Two, Hood, Hood vs.
1: and Hoodwink Two. Yep. Anyway, speaking of soundtracks, yes yes oh, i'm so happy yes. i'm so happy we got confirmation did you change your Twitter this morning thing? yeah that's how i found out Yep. so there is confirmation mm. that we are officially getting a goddamn fucking series 9 soundtrack <sighs> finally <laughs> oh it's been so long been so long of absolute nothing and trust me no one wants this soundtrack more than I do. Yeah. God knows why, but I want this soundtrack badly.
2: So, <sighs> thanks to Nick's <sighs> pin tweet, as of today, it has been 730 days since Doctor Who Series 9 has ended.
1: Well, look at the date on it, actually. Look, look at the date of when Series 9 finished. Oh my goodness! It's practically been almost, three,
2: almost two years. It's, as of tomorrow, it's been two years. That's unbelievable. Yeah two years and we're finally getting not just a release n- n- sorry not even a release a word of release
1: we're getting a confirmation yes, the, that they'll be releasing it
2: the 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 frustration of Nick for these past two years have been heard by me plenty of times trust me he is one dedicated fan in desperate need of this soundtrack and I like my music yes he does and this is great news I'm excited
1: I want I breaking the wall with my bloody soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> just replay that over and over again just to just to recreate the feelings of Capaldi but yeah so basically what was said was that series 9 is going to be coming soon and then series 10 will be shortly after just oh, I just wanted that I don't even care that we don't have a release date I just care that this thing is finally happening yeah. which is amazing because like a week ago I said that's all I wanted you check my Twitter at NQuest63.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of my tweets from like a week ago was, and I told you this on the same day, it was that I don't, my problem is not the fact that we don't have a release date. My problem is that we know absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> for two years. And no matter how many times you just, you, you, you get, you tell Silver Screen, they just say, oh, we'll, we'll find, we don't know, we'll let you know when we find out. And I'm like, that's not helpful. But it's finally happening. It's finally happening. I can die happy. I can die happy knowing that that is happening. Anyway, so that's that's some nice happy news to counteract the, yes. the possible terrible news of, of Murray Gold leaving. At thanks, least he leaves, thanks. leaves with thanks for, no for wanting that clean slate.
2: Thank, yeah. you
1: for the, thank you for that clean slate. <laughs> uh, I'm never letting you forgive that. Anyway, so we've been talking for an entire hour. Do you want to take a quick break?
2: I think we should.
1: Alright, so we will take a quick break. And then after this, well, depending on how we go for time, we may just go for 30 to 21. How does that sound?
2: Good, because anything beyond that is currently... You know what? Alright. I'll make myself a, a rule that yeah. I'm going to just do something quickly here. That okay. anything that happens between now and next year... In yeah. terms of like huge changes, if like a film comes, I'm, I'll consider. But any huge changes I, w- I won't alter, just yeah. so you know, isn't scop the system. But I, I, I anticipate one change that I think I should mention, but that won't, mm. that might not come mm. until later. But yeah, uh, that's exciting. But I think we'll, ju- we'll just do 30 to, 30 to 21, I think. Is yeah,
1: good. so. We thought it would be really cool because just as a nice little way to to bring us back in. We thought we'd talk about our top 30 films. Yeah. It was going to be top 50 originally, but uh, Ringo has a problem of of, of ordering (laughs)
0: films.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. Ordering my films is very, very difficult, right? I am really happy with my top 20. No, it's actually... Actually, I'm 100% confident in my top 15 and I'm happy with, with 16 to 30. But from 31 to 50 is a mess. An absolute shitstorm. And I am not ready to reveal that to the public. So, that's why I decided, for my best interest, that we go from 30... And yours alone? Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, Nick, Nick's had his 50 for a while. But for me, it's still on the heavy, heavy thing. I don't think I'll ever have it if I do. you know. But for now, please, give me top 30.
1: Yeah. Yes. That's fine. That, thank so, you. So, anyway, we are doing a top thirty. Um, yes. So it'll be it'll be ten each from for, uh, for both of us in this episode, and mm-hmm. then we'll continue it in two future episodes. Yes. Um, I don't think it'll be the next one because that's going to be all the Christmas talk. And yes. Yes. Um, but maybe next year. We'll, probably next year with the next with the next two. Yep. Um,
2: next two bulks.
1: We'll go through. Uh, our twenty uh, our twenty to to twelve eventually. But anyway, yes I'm rambling, you're rambling. We're we boys. need to take a quick break. Yes. So see you on the other side. Yeah. On the other side. Hello and welcome back to Big on the Inside. Um, nice, nice to see you again, Ringo. It's been so long. Wait, Ha-ha, well, for them it's it? been like it's, five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> but for us it's been about I don't know, like half hour.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Anyway, what we will, <laughs> what well, this second half is going to be dedicated towards. Uh, we've made no secret on, on this on the show that. We like, we like our movies We mm. like our movies quite a lot mm-hmm. So we thought it'd be really fun To go to and discuss Our top 30 Now granted this is not an accumulative top 30 This is both of us come up with our top 30s each And we'll just discuss um, uh, why, why these movies are on our lists yep. And have a lot of
2: fun yeah. Maybe some rants I don't
1: know, see how it goes There's a lot we'll of mine that go. you're going to be like Oh, Okay Age of Extinction, number five, I what? Okay, listen. <laughs> <You> got...
2: <laughs> I am fuming right now. <laughs> and number one goes to the Battle of Five Armies. Thank you very much, guys. Good night. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, God, God. Alright. Uh, have you seen Transformers 5? No, 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 no. I'm sure it's Do better you know, than the what's... fourth one, but I hate the fourth <laughs> one. But how can it really be better? You know? D- <laughs> But, no, no. Uh,
1: got, got, some nice, got some nice moments out of you yeah, there. Thank you. That was, that was fun. Thank that you. Was a, that was a yes, lot of fun. Yes. All right, no. so how do you want to do this? Do you want, do you want to go just go 30, 30, 29, 29? That's what I thought would that? happen. Um, All right, sounds good. Would you like to go first? Oh, God, do I? Okay. So, that sounds oh, good. Oh, jeez. What, what is your number
2: 30? <laughs> My 30? Your okay. You're going to be like, oh. I'm going to be like, yeah. Oh. That's how we're going to do it. Yeah. my 30th by the way just a, a disclaimer this is as of the 5th of December 2017 favourites yep. to to quote Edgar right, change every day for me they change every hour but I'm actually happy with this so I'm going to speak, speak in more confidence about my list okay my 30th favourite film of all time is the 1979 The Muppet Movie that's my number 30 I'm waiting for a reaction. I'm sorry, What was that? The no, Muppet okay. Movie. What? The Muppet, oh, the Muppet Mo- Movie by James. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, so yes. I've well, always. <laughs> Let's talk about the Muppet Movie. I'm glad I didn't get like a oh, from you. The... I love the Muppet good. Movie. What
1: are you talking about? That's Muppet good. The Muppet movie's in my top fifty. Exactly. By the way, it's in my top fifty, but you don't know which one it, where it is. it where. I thought it was just off
2: it. Ah,
1: <laughs> Bravo. No, I told you. I told you there have been some. It's good. I told I told George that there were some shifts in the top fifty and yeah. the Muppet Movie got into... Okay, the, so... Into
2: the? I'll just talk about a bit, a bit about, talk, a bit about the Muppets talk, in general and then a bit about yeah. this film. Mm-hmm. So, I've always loved the Muppets but it was this year that I decided to just watch their movies again. Some for the first time, most for rewatch, And I really realised that this is... The Muppets are... If I would ever take a quote-unquote kid thing into my adulthood and beyond, it'd be the Muppets. They're just... From their musical numbers to the cameos to them just being themselves. It just brings me so much joy. And you can't get that from a lot of things. Um, so throughout my, my binge watching, um, the Muppet movie, I saw this for the first time this year. This one. I never saw this one um, before. And I loved it. It it got the charm. Perfectly right. The cameos are not forced. Like I love the the, the new Muppet movie, the 2011 one. But the cameos are now atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. But in this, you've got... Mel Brooks you've got Steve Martin you've got Orson Welles Orson Welles is in this movie just like ponder that for a second um, <coughs> but the, yeah the cameos are phenomenal in this film um, it got everything right from the opening opening scene in the theatre to the, all the music Rainbow Connection is beautiful I still love that song so very much um, is my favorite Muppet by the way for, for those who don't know and he has such, a, such a good role in this film singing with you, Kermit did you, did you, did you Muppet? Fozzie Fozzie Bear uh, yeah, so he said he has this amazing song with with Kermit, up uh, in the car with one of my favorite gags of all time. So <laughs> the quote, the there the line is, if I'm correct. Um, so Foz is asking, asking Kermit about when to turn or or something about yes, yeah, like, I'll, I'll just say when to turn, and Kermit goes turn when you see a fork in the road, and Foz turns <laughs> and there was a there's a little fork a little fork in the road. And that's funny on its own. But then, like, a beat later, Kerma goes in, like, a mutter tone. I don't believe that. And it is so funny. <laughs> it is so funny the way he just, he just takes it. He's just like, I don't believe it. And that, that, that beat alone puts it to my top 30. As well as one of the greatest endings to a film ever. It's a beautiful song. A beautiful tracking and shout out. When you see all the Muppets, so many people, including, um, I think, oh, I forgot who it was. uh Someone very famous. I'll get to it in a second. But they, 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 they raked in so many puppeteers, so many famous people for this one shot where they tracked out to show a so many Muppets singing to this song at the end. And it gives me goosebumps every time. So from the jokes to that amazing final to the songs to the amazing cameos as well and the music by Paul Williams is a, he's, he's basically he's amazing Paul Williams is one of the greatest composers in my eyes for this sort of stuff um, and just generally so yeah number
1: 30 how does he compare to his brother John though? I don't think
2: the actual brothers but it's just yeah yeah no no, jo- <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'm, I'm like no way no, nah, um, no he's just one of the most underrated I think he makes some good stuff but no John Williams don't even compare <laughs> don't even compare um, But yeah, no. Number thirty is this. You tone. My number, Your turn. My number. My
1: number thirty.
2: <laughs> okay. See, I don't think you'll think this is number like. I don't think you'll think this is top thirty words. I'm not going to judge. We we are on because my twenty nine. Yes, you're going to scold her at. You. So, I'm going to let no judgment happen. Nick. All right. Well, my number thirty
1: goes to Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Ah,
2: I lo- I've seen this. Go I' can Look at this one. <laughs>
1: So this movie um, is such a cult classic by this point because it didn't get, I think, the recognition it deserved in cinemas. It was based off this comic book about this dude who thinks he's like the center of the universe. Hence the movie. Um, it's just it's a stylized masterpiece.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From that from that first uh, action shot of when you see knives. Like it get immediately grossed into the band's performance. By the way, Nice Chow, what what a character yep. she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just the way that they 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 show visually, uh, just the story. Just it, it felt like a comic book coming to life, which is really hard to do. I mean, ask Ang Lee. Yeah. <laughs> With Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Edgar Wright nailed this on the head. Michael Cera was a great choice as, as um, Scott um, he's, he's like the he's like the the nice guy the one that's like oh yeah. why aren't girls dating me you know <laughs> he perfectly encapsulates
2: that mm-hmm. that type of mentality but god um, he does some dick stuff in this movie like I, I want to like yeah I want to be like just is Cera's better piss off you know <laughs> at the end of that but yeah I get what you're saying He's gay friend, though. Oh yes! <laughs> yes! Some, some of my favorite gags in this movie are because of him. He is amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> Continue. He's like he's like he's like he's like texting um,
1: uh, oh, what's it, uh Scott's sister, mm-hmm. and he's like asleep. It's like how does he do that? <laughs> <laughs> I just also like the fact that he just hits on this this um hits on hits on the sister like the, sort of the sister's boyfriend and in the entire movie he's like try like just like no go away from me creeping me out and at the end of the movie he ends up hooking up with him anyway <laughs> much to, to yep, discuss yep. by the way Anna Kendrick oh my goodness probably one of her earliest roles yeah oh man how can you not love Anna Kendrick I know she's great and then you have um Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think she's that's who it is. The one who plays Ramona. That was a great casting choice. Yep. Um. I I love uh, Alison Brie as um as the the lesbian. Yep. <laughs> Actually, my favorite character is the um the one who has the superpowers as a result of being um oh, vegan. Oh my god! Vegan powers. <laughs> <laughs> He gets the vegan vegan Yes, I and really then the really vegan are. police yep. come in. Yep, and he was like, "Surely I get like three strikes." And then at one point, he's like, "It's milk and eggs, bitch." Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just that delivery of the lie is great. Um, but yeah, this is just—it's just. It's just a, I was saying before about the Muppet movie, but this one's a whole lot of fun mm-hmm. for
2: an entirely different reason. Yeah, it's just um, so—it doesn't hold anything back at all, from the editing to the story to those. Freaking jokes! It's just, it's it's, it's just, it sucks you in. Yeah, it does. I wanted to see
1: more in that universe because it's so ridiculous. It almost feels like Speed Racer in yeah. how ridiculous of a universe it feels. Mm-hmm. How over the top and stylized it is. But yeah, this is, it, it's just ah, oh, I love seeing all the little details. I miss. I mean, even has, it's even got a young Chris Evans in it. Yeah, this is Chris Evans pre Captain America. <laughs> oh man just oh, I love this movie I love this movie so much <laughs> Actually, I pretty much say that to all the movies yes. in my top 30 but yeah my number 30 oh, by the way I want to give some credit to my number 31 which is Deadpool Deadpool's not in my top 30 but it was number 31 for me um, but yeah this movie is just great alright uh, so yeah that's my number 30 what's your number 29 funny you should mention Speed Racer
2: Nick because my 29 is Speed Racer so, really? Yes. Now this really? Okay, talk to me about story Okay, story. so Pride, you love I saw this film in September because okay. I saw the most divisive reviews for this movie I've ever seen. P- yes, P- it is a very divisive so movie. my f- people that I follow on Letterboxd, legit, right down the middle, two stars, one star, half a star, five, five, five. I'm like, what is with this movie? How is it so divisive? So I watched it right I loved it I loved every minute of it I loved the universe that Wachowskis created I loved the CGI clusterfuck but like the good kind I loved and even beyond the technicalities I I liked the heart of the story I liked the characters it just felt so it just it was comicky and crazy and zany in the best way possible it had heart to it it had one of my favourite and in my eyes, one of the best climaxes in a blockbuster type film ever, um, and I just wish I had seen this film when it came out as an eight-year-old. It would, I would have been blown away, but it's just—it's it, hard to justify this film as a, on an objective level, except because of you know, I'm sure there's some there are a lot of arguments against this film, and I've seen some, but it's just its abs—it's—it's it's ridiculous. It's entertaining. It's got heart. So. It's got a lot of energy, and I love it. I really love it, as you said. You know, I love all my top thirty, but it's just—it's one of those films I can always just act, act like a kid again. I've shown my brother this film; he loves it. My sister loves it. My cousins—I've shown—I've shown, I've shown this film to be filmed with other people. It was really easy to sort of just look at, but when you go deeper, you know, there's still some stuff there. So yeah, Sea Race is my number twenty-nine. My number twenty-nine, on the other hand,
1: is not a surprise choice. Uh, because I know you have seen it. Yes. I'd, I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are on it now. Mm. Number 29 for me goes to The Usual Suspects.
2: Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see what yeah, you mean. Now you, now you know why. I was a bit... I'm sitting here so, going, is his twenty nine on American Beauty? Because I'm not going to have a... Oh, okay. It's The Usual Suspects. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, you were on the right track. Yeah. Then, with... Interesting. So, okay.
1: So, my, my, my comments to this... What Kevin Spacey did was pretty shit. Yeah. No one's denying that. But like I said with Mark Gatiss with the whole controversy surrounding the Empress of Mars I think it is important to separate the art from the artist. So yeah as I said I'm not denying what Kevin Spacey did was shit mm-hmm. but his performance in, in The Usual Suspects is still amazing. I mean, verbal Kent is one of the most interesting characters yeah. I think I've seen played out in film. Um, you have this really cool aspect where you can't—you're not really sure if if everything you're being told to is is the truth. Um, oh, and by the way, I'm going to spoil the ending here, so <laughs> if you, you block your ears, all right. But the revelation that everything he came up with was a, was a fabrication, and that. Kobayashi was just something he saw under a coffee cup and all these different things were just stuff around the room that he was noticing when he was being interrogated and the, the limp that he had for the majority of the movie wasn't actually real. He could walk perfectly fine. That
0: mm.
1: that, I know it's hard, it's, it's, it's like basically like saying well, the last five minutes makes up for the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie on its own is still really solid. But that reveal is what makes it memorable. Yeah. It's like The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense on its own is still a really solid movie. But when you find out Bruce Willis is dead, you're just like, holy
2: shit, how did I not see that coming? It's that it's that type of thing. It just yeah. grabs you in. I have an interesting thing on this film. That actually stems from that. So I'm just going to say something really quickly, and I'll you get back to it. But my issue with the user suspects, since first being blown away by it, is nothing to do with... Um, Kevin Spacey I still think his performance is amazing in this film now comparing to Sixth Sense I have in my opinion and I don't know you, you, you do not like to hear this but beyond the plot twist I'm not all for the film I'm not all for the usual suspects I don't think it's an, a great film on its own like yeah. if you take out the, the plot twist I don't think there's a lot there whereas in my opinion Sixth Sense is one of the most captivating horror like ghost stories ever told the twist just adds to it whereas Usual Suspects I'm like you know it's that twist is amazing the way it's told is brilliant I love it but apart from that more on rewatches similar with Inception and Usual Suspects are films that lessen to me over rewatches because I acknowledge more things I still love that twist in the performances especially from Spacey and Del Toro but um I think
1: even Gabriel Bird gives
2: a really. good Yes. Oh as no, well. definitely. And then that that scene where they all just start laughing at the um, at the lineup. <laughs> give me the cage, you fucking. Yeah. God, sucker. <laughs> when he says his line, line that line gets me every time. But yeah, just the general wise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sorry, I just remembered the entire scene. He's like, "Give me the, give me the, It's like, sorry, what was that? i like, "Give the, give me I just love how they would just try to make each other laugh during that scene. Just yeah, yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I I definitely think it's a, like compared like first watch without knowing the twist, it, it kind of does lose a bit of its charm in later rewatches. I I don't doubt that. But yeah. Yeah, for me it's just oh, I love I love the mm-hmm. the world that it that it sets up. Yeah, I agree with that. And then to find out that none of it was real mm. is just ah, oh, yeah. Um also I think the music is really really good mm-hmm. in this movie as well. Um, it's definitely underrated in that sense Um, but yeah I agree I agree with your with your I understand where you're coming from but yeah I just I love this movie so much I love it more than
2: 7 see I'm intrigued to see what you think of 7 in this case 7 do you love it more or less than the usual I've seen usual more but I was blown away by 7 at first I just I was sort of a bit a bit what's the word um overhyped I think for 7 I was a bit like it, it was great I just didn't feel that you know I don't know like S- S- seven's a great film I just didn't feel it with that one so I think for entertainment purposes I do like usual more in terms of like entertainment and Spacey's obviously a evil little shit in both but um <laughs> yeah no I like 7 but I'm not sure how I'd put it against usual yeah Th- that's fair enough. Okay. All right. Twenty-eight. Visual number twenty-eight. I am going far back in time. This is my, this. I think this is my old, the oldest film on this list. I think. Yes, it is. Okay. Nineteen thirty-six is the year this film was made, <clears throat> released. Mm-hmm. This is Charlie Chaplin's Modern Times. Is my twenty? ooh where am I? Eighth favorite film of all time. So. Wow. Yeah. Um. Went on a huge Charlie Chaplin binge earlier this year. Um, yeah, love him, love, love, love him. This is my, this is the only film on this list as of now. But i have a feeling there's two others that I love that I think would creep up. They're on my top fifty. But Modern Times are by far my favourite. It's so this is at a point when talkies were making their way. Silent cinemas like, not, you know, we're gonna edge that out. But Chaplin was not. He's like, he was all for silence. But with this film, it's completely silent if you've seen it. Have you seen Modern Times, Nick?
1: Um, I think I have years ago. I think, also, I, think I like City Lights a little
0: more yeah, than Modern Times.
2: But I still enjoyed these two are often called the best of his. I think City Lights yeah. and Modern Times. Anyway, so... Yeah. What makes this so good apart from the the comedy which I think is at its best here, the the relationship with the... um. I forgot what they called her, but it was the girl that was with him. A gammon, according to this. Yeah, so it was a trap, a factory worker and a gammon. I think the, the, the heart between those two is the strongest. I think that the, the comedy's great, but also the way, he, the the parts um, in the film that he chooses to... to So, the, as I said, the, the film's not completely silent, and the parts that he chooses to add voice to is really actually intelligent. It's a movie that, that has a lot of that, that makes you think if you look beyond it's just a comedy film. So, it tells you a lot about, you know, it's modern times. So there's working conditions in like, you know, factories and stuff. But, it's really interesting how he chooses to use all the vocal stuff for like, the factory overseer, the radio, you know, all this mechanical parts of the film. I think that's really intelligent. Sort of giving these, these mechanical aspects of voice, which, I think, I, I, I think, you know, as an element of you know, evil or significance, but not really positive. And I think that's absolutely ingenious. I think his his choice of when to use uh, voice in a in a silent film is why I love this so much beyond his others. And also, there is a part in this film where he sings, and it is absolutely amazing. But that's less of an analytical reason. But um, there's just so much more of this film than meets the eye. And it tells a lot about, you know, how times were, you know, in, 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 in the Industrial Revolution and all that sort of hocus-pocus. But, um, yeah. <laughs> don't remind me of that movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, wait. H- hocus-pocus is terrible, okay. Th- that's another time. I love that movie. Anyway, um, but yeah, Modern Times is <laughs> intelligent, funny, heartwarming, and contains one of my favorite scenes in film, which I will link to you in case you forgot it. And it, I probably have It's design. right number 28 I'll get up right now
1: But yeah So right number 28 yes. Goes back to All the way back to the year
2: 1991 Mmm Do you want to have a guess What movie it is before I'm I am just going to google 991 films Oh there's a lot here though Yeah there, There's two of mine between Yeah Terminator 2 And Science of the Lambs Okay the t-
1: Well I can assure
2: you They're both in my top 30 Ooh Okay I'll take, I'll take a guess Silence No 50-50 oh, chance 80. Okay go
1: <laughs> yeah. Terminator 2 Judgment Day yep. Number 20 On my list What an amazing Film this is I haven't seen it Just You've not <laughs> seen No I movie. haven't I've seen the first one Are you one, kidding me But I haven't no. seen The second one Watch the second one <laughs> <laughs> No I know I'm gonna know. love
2: it But I just haven't seen it yet And so I can't actually Have any oh, input to this for this combo. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It is so high amounts of shame. You're killing me here. You're killing me here.
1: Oh, I don't... I I can't even... How can I sell you this movie? Uh, I don't even need to sell you this
2: movie.
0: Do your best. Why have you
2: not seen this? Do your best. What are you doing (laughs) to I had a broken neck.
1: there was a three D version like like last like earlier this year. You could have gone but, to see that. But no. uh is three D good? <laughs> uh, not really. But it was just an excuse for you to go watch it in the cinemas, like you are with um with Close
2: Encounters. Yes, in four hours. Yep. It's just ah,
1: uh, just everything about this movie is just amazing. I just. <laughs> Especially the visual effects—they—they they are incredible. They, oh my god, I'm just, I'm just so annoying to you. I'm so annoying to you. How have you not seen Terminator? I don't 2?
2: know. Just, just watch
0: there, Terminator 2. There are 2. a couple of films
2: out there. Hold on, I'll get my, I'll get my watch list out just for a second. There are 330 films on here, but I'll just tell you three that I really feel bad about. All right. Terminator 2. Yes. There will be blood. Yes. And picking a third one will be hard here. Probably... Hmm... Is any that really... Um... Try to find one that that gets a reaction as much as those two. I I don't think there's any. I also have Reservoir and Goodfellas but they're not really you know mm. but no i haven't seen those either but yeah no terminator t- there will be a on like the very top list of shame i have not seen them so uh. you make me mad <laughs> you, you make me mad
1: <laughs> just 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 watch it just 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 watch terminator 2 <laughs> just no nothing nothing i could say to you could convince me as much as you watching it to understand why it's good
2: Yep. I just, I just, just watch it is you, the one you hurt, to
1: do. you hurt me, you <laughs> hurt me right now. Gertie number, no,
0: go to your number twenty-seven.
2: You okay, I think I ruined this movie for you. Well, <laughs> no, not the movie, but, but the chance to tell, for you to tell me about the movie. Yes. Okay. Well, my number twenty-seven is a see. I grew up knowing that. Ugh, there's no amazing movies on my that came out when I was born. Two thousand. I was wrong. Yeah. There is two that I can think of. I'll just double check. There's two that I've seen that blew me away. And I saw them for the first time this year. My favourite out of the two, even though it's probably not the better one, is Almost Famous, which is my number 27th. Um, so this is Cameron Crowe. And yes. to those who don't know the movie, I, think you, I presume you've seen it, but it's a coming-of-age it nice. film set in the 70s about this... You're a sucker for coming-of-age films. I am. I went through a phase... See, I say I went through a phase, but I'm, I've always been on that phase for as long as I will live. There's something about coming-of-age films you, that just... You haven't, you haven't come out of the age no, yet. Uh, ha, ha, nice. There's something about them. Every, about the performances, the tone, the, the songs. This is especially important in this film. The songs they use, the feelings they convey that just get to me more than any other film because it's so unbelievably real. And with this film, we see this. Bo- we follow this boy named William, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, who, basically, he's he's basically a groupie, but not. I realise groupie is the wrong term now that I say it, but basically, he's 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 doing an assignment for Rolling Stone, and he's going to interview this, yes. this up and coming band. So he follows him around, uh, meets Kate Hudson in her probably uh, one good movie, I think. Looking at what she's done since then, I feel really bad because she's done some shit. Bride Wars. Um, <laughs> but no, she's amazing in this film. Um, you've got Billy Crudup, who, who is brilliant. I never knew about the Sky prior to this movie, but he's amazing. It's got a great cast. Zoë Chanel, who people do not like apparently, but I love her. Jason Lee. Jimmy Fallon's in this I- for some reason, and he's not the most annoying person. I thing, love Zoë. But- just- I love Saoirse yeah.
1: Ronan. Um, the
2: happening. She, yeah, she's, my she's great. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman is one of my favorite actors of all time, and his his role is small, but it's there and it's really good. There's things he says in this movie. Frances Frances McDormand, who you might know from Fargo, uh, Moonrise Kingdom, she's in this and she plays the mother of William, and she's hilarious. Holy shit! But the film is absolutely heartwarming. It's got so many good moments. Once you've, it, once you've seen this movie, and only once you've seen it, Google almost famous tiny dancer scene, and watch that every day for as long as you live. Because every time I see that scene, I get goosebumps. Every single day. The time, not day. I don't watch it every day. I'm not that sad. But, yeah, it's coming of age at its best, even though I think there's probably some other theaters. But it's one of my favourite coming of age films of all time. And Cameron Crowe just got it right with this. The soundtrack is amazing. For a film about music, you know it's it's got to be. You've got... freaking Elton John, obviously. You've got Cat Stevens, which was probably one of my favourite singers of all time. You've got... Simon and Garfunkel, The Who, etc. The Chipmunks... is the first song you hear. And... I just want to emphasise that. The Chipmunks Christmas song is at the start of this film. I just want to put that out there. Um... Jason Lee was destined to become in the other <laughs> two Yeah. It? I actually don't hate the song only because of this movie. But, yeah, no, the film is a be- is beautiful. It's a treat from start to finish. Um, And it's my number 27.
1: My number 27, <laughs> by the way. I, I I love this movie. so. Uh, have I, I seen just... it? Oh, I'm fairly certain you've seen it.
2: I hope I have because I'm going to piss you off again.
1: Uh, unless you haven't seen Harry Potter before, oh. I don't think... Have you seen Harry Potter before? Uh, I think so. Okay, well, number 27 on my list goes to Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban.
2: Now, this isn't my pick, but I have a lot to say about this film. So you go first. Give me everything you love about this movie.
1: The start to the finish. (laughs) Yes. Everything about this movie is amazing. The cinematography is stellar. And Alfonso Cuaron, he he knows his shots. Mm Mm-hmm. The music is incredible. The villains, the Dementors, are so memorable as characters. Like that, when they the, when they first get introduced on that train, they terrify the shit out of you. And as a person that was like seven, I I had nightmares for about three weeks straight out of these goddamn Dementors. And incredibly, this is the only one that I don't think has Voldemort in it, which is surprising. As um, the best
2: one, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what does that, that, say that say about yeah?
1: But yeah, just just all these new characters get introduced: Sirius Black, uh, Lupin, um, Peter Pettigrew. Um, just they they bring so much to this franchise that will end up paying off in in a couple of movies' time. Uh, you have great scenes like <laughs> I'm just gonna rattle them off in order: Harry blowing up his arm, <laughs> and flying away like a balloon. Uh, which leads into the night bus scene
2: I love that scene so much
1: exactly it just it 's so incredible how well that that holds up. Um, then you have like um, the, the the book that that 's like alive and to try to chase Harry around the bedroom
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you see, you see what I mean You just just rattle all the stuff off then you have like stuff like um, Harry first meeting Buckbeak, which culminates in this beautiful visual uh swooping shots of following Harry on buckbeak and him on the water and him and Harry standing up doing like the Titanic pose and Oh god just, it's just it's so fucking good <laughs> Just just so many great scenes and it culminates into this really cool scene of the shrieking shack and, and then it leads into time travel of all goddamn things. Yeah <laughs> just ah oh, i i i love this movie so much i almost hate myself for putting it so low on my list because the movies above it are just so incredible that i have to resort to putting harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban number 27 on my list it's just ah oh, i feel annoyed but at the same <laughs> point i just can't put it any higher anyway yeah my number 27 harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban easily the best Harry Potter movie in my opinion and I will fight any person that says otherwise
2: what is your number 26 one of the most and I mean the most underrate, underrated 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 comedies of all time and Step Brothers. and piss off and like <laughs> you it changed me it's this slow but there are simply better films than this from the golden age of the '80s, particularly '85, is this one. Jonathan Lynn's board game film, Clue. Clue is wow an absolute gem from start to finish. One of my most rewatched really films of all time. Um, the cast is amazing, and I don't want to go into each of them because there's a lot. There's, there's, I'll talk about it with that. But Tim Curry, Tim bloody yes. Curry, he, he takes this film. He, he, te- he takes the cast with like the best way I can describe it is he grabs a lasso takes them ties them up and legit carries them Not they're not bad but he sort of like he wraps them in like this this thing and like he takes them along because his performance is so he literally at the end of the film takes them around the house but his performance can be described as like he carries this film He he's one of my favourite actors and he's just He's a major selling point. I also love Murder Mysteries. I I love the house. I know the clue house off the back of my hand. Um, the, the jokes are, are brilliant. But Tim Curry just shows us what acting can be. And the entire final sequence with him running up and down the house telling the three endings. I should say this. The movie has three endings, guys. It is that smart. And um, when, I, when I first saw this film and saw the ending, I, I was like, okay, I mean, it's a cool ending. I'm not that impressed. And then there was two more. Like, my face when that happened. Um, The real ending is my favourite ending. The final line in that that, um, ending is amazing. The jokes are there. Uh, There's so many quotable lines. Um, Flames, flame burning inside my face is one of my favourites. One of the most well-known. But it's just... It's so good. And I urge anybody it's it's well known but not that well known so I, I urge anybody who hasn't seen Clue to watch it you'll have a, a, a grand time with this and yeah I love it now
1: I've only I've only seen Clue the one time yeah. so I really don't have much to say about this movie but yeah you're not wrong with Tim Curry stealing the, the, the stealing of the show in, this, in that movie he is he is so good
0: mm-hmm.
1: just ugh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I have I, 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 that's all I can say I, I, well you're right he's great and this film will always have a spot in I'm touching my heart right now in here so yeah that's why <laughs> all, all the films are more face. than just entertainment they always have a memory or something I can like not memory but like a feeling and I'm sure that's the same with you and any anybody's favorites lists it's more than just oh yeah I like that movie it's I like this movie I love this movie and clue yeah. yes to comedy and so, and so is my 25 but yeah I love it so you mean 26 yeah right no yeah no and my next one 25 <laughs> oh yeah, okay I was trying to say next yeah. one's comedy as well so, right gotcha off you yeah, go okay. alright well
1: my number 26 it's probably gonna hurt you a little bit Ooh. I'm not gonna lie my number 26 is The Lord of the Rings The Fellowship of the
2: Rings oh you're right Oh, oh, oh! Shut did that, did that hurt? Hat? No, it's okay. It's Top thirty, so I'm still proud of you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I do not really
1: need to go into Fellowship of the Ring? It's I mean, perfect. it's it's the start of what is one of the greatest trilogies of all time.
0: Just,
1: the 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 performances are amazing. Peter Jackson as director. He 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 knows his source material. He he puts so much love and effort into to getting the characters right. Um. Elijah Wood's Greatest Frodo. Sean Aston, Sam. <laughs> I could rattle off everything, but... You, Every single thing. If you've seen thing. Lord of the Rings... Yeah. If, if you know Lord of the Rings, you, you know why these movies are brilliant. But, yeah. Although, to be fair, what's probably going to hurt you the most is that The Two Towers is not in
2: my top 30. That's fine. Okay. Dude, dude. Um, <laughs> I thought that might hurt you more than... Uh, than the than, the uh, Return of the King yeah. isn't even in my top 40, so... <laughs> Ooh, yep. right. that, that, that hurts yeah. you uh, yes I recently no. binge watched them all and my opinion is set in stone for me it goes 1, 2, 3 and I finally made up my mind about that so I can stop talking yep. myself about that anymore but I have my reasons but you'll be hearing about 1 and 2 in the coming later but for now I look forward to it yes I have a lot to say about those two films <laughs> um, also I think what goes
1: heavily underappreciated with Lord of the Rings is Howard Shaw's soundtrack yes he, he, he has such a hard job trying to... <laughs> Sorry, my dad's mowing the lawn, and I don't know if you can hear it or not. No. <laughs> okay, that's good. I th- that's fine. But, yeah, he's, he's doing the mowing out the front. <laughs> like that. Damn, that's distracting. Anyway, enough about being distracted. See, Howard Shore's soundtrack. I mean, he has such a hard job trying to bring this new universe, essentially, to life and as a result we get such great stuff like Concerning Hobbits which is basically to anyone outside of the Lord of the Rings it's just the the Shire theme yeah but then you have like the Lord of the Rings theme which is technically the Bridge of Kazakh um and then you have uh, just just some great motifs woven in like stuff like the breaking of the fellowship
2: oh my god that other than the score because my math teacher lets me let me listen to film scores during math while I'm doing work. Because he he says, if if it has no words, you'll listen to it. But even though there's some words, I still cheat. But the Lord of the Rings soundtrack I listen to, and I love it. Especially that Breaking the Fellowship is just, it melts my heart. The soundtrack is amazing. Anyway, sorry, continue. I don't want to rob you of this. Yeah,
1: no, no. (laughs) I was just saying. uh, And also, um, uh, Boromir's death is pretty pretty tragic. Um, he he realizes like he he gets corrupted by the the power of the ring. and uh, Then eventually realizes what he's become, and realizes that he can't go near the ring as much as he wants mm-hmm. to to use the ring to to try and do good. He realizes that he himself can't possess the power, much like um, much like the 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 men before him that became the Nazgul. Um, also I love what a, what an intro to a series by the way that epilogue with the narration by Kate Blanchett yeah that is so iconic
2: it's like Peter Jackson unlike with the Hobbit trilogy But I won't get to that very smart about the way you make a film about a book I, I, I based on a book you, you have to make it you have to appeal the fans and also allow the newcomers to you know, be welcomed into this world, and that was genius. I think the fans get a little out of it, and the newcomers finally say, "Okay, cool, I'm I'm set." And it's also by Kate Blanchett, so you know.
1: And it essentially goes for almost ten minutes. Yeah, that introduction almost goes for ten minutes. It's but you don't care because be- you are so exactly. engrossed in that battle. It's so good. Oh. yeah. There there are so many great iconic scenes, but yeah much like Terminator 2 (laughs) if you watch the movie you understand why oh yeah I've heard that
0: one I've heard that movie
1: (laughs) yeah anyway so yeah my number 26 goes to The Fellowship of the Ring alright what's your number
2: 25 25 is another comedy I swear some dark shit up above I'm I'm not just a light hearted fluff Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead is my 25th favorite film of all time okay (laughs)
1: Yes, go for so it. I have no problems with this being this Wait, top sorry, 30, by the way. You
2: I have no, no problems with this being the top 30. If you did, I would have hit you. Um, <laughs> so, Shaw of <laughs> the Dead the is the first in Edgar Wright's Cornetta trilogy. Um, yes. It is the best <laughs> zombie film ever made, take it or leave it. Um, Ooh. Ooh. It's my first zombie Ooh. film ever made.
1: Really? Really? You would put it over stuff like George
2: A. <laughs> like. Fine. It's my first zombie film ever made, George the it. Dead. My favorite. I used the wrong word. My favorite zombie made, Can't <laughs> believe it. Um,
1: also, where do you rank Zombieland in that? Because I think Zombieland a really Land is Andrea in movie. top
2: five. I love that film. Bill Murray's in it. Yes. Great cast. The gags are good. Uh, anyway, anyway, back to this. Um, so I recently saw the Con trilogy uh, at the Astor store with a bunch of people, and you just really appreciate this film when it's seen it with people because. It's just so funny. I feel like that applies to anything. I though. forgot how funny this film was, which is stupid to say. I know, but really, as as in, you forgot how as funny in it was. The entire the first fifteen twenty minutes is the funniest. Is probably the funniest. I've, I, the funniest twenty minutes I've seen in a film ever. I think. Yeah, by far. Um, and the, just the the. It's just everything. The, you know them throwing the records at the zombies. You know, Sean. Them, th- that's a scene. Batman Forever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. The Throw jokes, it. the jokes are there. Um, it's got you know, it's got like you know, real characters as well. Like these aren't like stupid made up over the top characters. There's there's people that that you know we can see. People can see in their lives. You know, like do you, you know Sean's just a typical guy. You know, Nick Foss is not. <laughs> Nick Foss's character is not. Ed, sorry. <laughs> Um, one of my favourite lines is like can I get any of you concentrated?" <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> his delivery of that line is just spot on the editing and the camera to work as with all of Wright's films is amazing there's the part where they're mapping out their plan and you've got the, the repetition in um, editing but with their own added things each time Harriet Jones plays Sean's mum just you know put that out there <laughs> again Um, Rap. Yep. Don't. (laughs) It's got Bill Nye.
1: Is is that in a a contract like Sean Bean? She has to die in every. (laughs) Oh, no.
2: Don't even. And it has the most emotional. One of the most emotional moments in a comedy. Especially in. Well, the most emotional moment in the comedy trilogy.
1: Which which scene are you talking about? Which one are you talking about? Is there two?
2: To me, it's Uh, when his mum takes the. When she. And when he. Yeah.
1: (laughs) see I was thinking more of the one where uh,
2: Ed's under the stairs and he's only got one bullet oh and he's been bitten by the zombie that's sad but for me the mum thing gets me more than that but I said that's a good point I'm talking about the mum scene though but yeah I I, I get to that's that's why I said said two for a comedy oh anyway you got Bill Nye playing he's freaking hilarious in this movie um Martin Freeman's in it for a brief moment he's great um (coughs) But yeah, it's just I could go into every little joke, every little bit. Um, Don't stop me now is one of my favorite scenes in the movie and in any movie ever. When they Absolutely. attack that fat ass Without zombie question. with the pool cubes to the beat of the song, you could see. Having seen Mary Driver, you can see this is he. He does this well, and he does. It, I love, I've watched that scene so many times just on YouTube. Oh, yeah. uh, if, so if there's one
1: if there's one scene that defines that movie, it's definitely Don't Stop
2: Me Now. Yeah, it just easily. It just gets the comedy right. This is not your straightforward American comedy. It's better than that. To, to quote this tagline, which is really cringe but true a romantic comedy <laughs> with zombies. That's it. Kill the Queen! <laughs> what? The June Box! <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's got so many quotes, so many moments, and endlessly rewatchable, but not my favourite of the three that will come soon. Um, this is my favourite. Yeah, so, 25th? Yes,
1: some love for the world's end. Yes! Finally.
2: 25th I actually like that movie but that's not it
1: yeah so do I which
2: means it could only be one but no number 25 is Shaun of the
1: Dead alright very well my number 25 goes to a movie that I have spoken about already today Whoa. yes have I seen it I'm talking about oh you've definitely seen this movie number 25 goes to Iron Man ooh yes this movie is so good on it's own and yet it represents everything that's yet to come for an unknown universe. Mm-hmm. This movie had so much riding on its shoulders to be good. And the casting of Robert Downey Jr. is, I think, one of the best, if not the best, in a superhero movie. I think probably maybe, maybe Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is probably the other one that I think of that of like perfect casting in a superhero movie. But Robert Downey Jr., he perfectly encapsulates what makes Tony Stark Tony Stark. Yeah. And he he he, and he revels in it. He absolutely goes for it. He's (laughs) He's everything that I don't think a single Batman has got right. In that he is the Playboy Uh, on the outside but he's still the hero on the inside yep yes you could argue that he's done a fair amount of stupid shit (laughs) that could have that could kill uh, kill us all in the process but Mm. he does it with good intentions. Yeah. um I love the the interaction between him and Pepper Potts it's not necessarily a romantic relationship it's very much a platonic thing which is kind of cool um seeing seeing Tony Stark um, basically, at Ground Zero, fight his way out with a suit yeah. made out of a bunch of scrap, <laughs> and then realizing that that suit can can uh, can change the world is just it is it is so good of a scene. Um, uh, I'm disappointed. I, I don't know how to feel about Rody I think the I'm kind of glad he was recast. I kind of enjoyed. Uh, Dodge or more as Roadie than uh, than the other guy.
0: <laughs> that's the point. I don't even <laughs> remember
1: who, who who originally was Roadie because it's been so long. But yeah, I I, I didn't mind uh, Roadie in that movie. Um, I really th- I like Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. although I'd argue the fight at the end was a bit eh. But that's probably one minor blemish in in what is otherwise a really fantastic superhero movie. Um, and, and of course I can't not talk about the final post credit scene where Nick Fury goes to, <laughs> goes to Tony Stark and basically implies that he wants to, to, uh, cause the Avengers. I mean, say what you will about Marvel's post credit scene since, but that one is just iconic. And for good reason. Overall, it's, it's just a great film. That just starts off Arguably a great A great cinematic universe uh, And for that It gets my number 25 I don't need to tell you How much I love Wes Anderson For me I tell you That Hang on Can I predict what this movie is first Ooh can you Okay I think It's Fantastic Mr.
2: Fox You're wrong Really Yep yeah, So okay. This is my third favourite Anderson film And it's sitting at 24. The Grand Budapest Hotel is my 24th favorite
1: film. I thought that was your number one.
2: Ooh. Nope. Number three. Some surprise now. So. (coughs) (laughs) 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 Yeah. Budapest Hotel is often regarded as best. And I totally see that. It's got Aniston style coming out of the butt. It is um, absolutely beautiful. Um... In its, in its story if you see it a second if you see it the first time it's a bit, bit you know light and chuff you see it a second time and you realise the dark undertones that this film has it is dark as shit but it's sort of like masked over in this like sort of like cutesy light thing the, the cast is amazing so he's got his usual band of Anderson's like the actresses in everything he's done so you've got um, Bill Murray Swartzman Jeff Goldblum, Edward Norton, Owen Wilson, you know, people like that you have in all those movies. But you've got some, yep. some, some, some great newcomers. Ralph Fiennes and Tony Revolori, Re, sorry, Revolori, yeah, I think that's how you say it, but are phenomenal. They're one of my, on. my favourite pairings in film ever. It's up there with yep. like Peg and Frost. They're, they're just, they're such a great duo. The acting, so Fiennes is one of my favourite actors of all time and he's just so good in this movie. And um, it just, whenever I watch an Anderson film, I feel like I'm at home. If that makes sense, and this is the this is because it's about a hotel. It's a literal home. Uh, Willem Dafoe. I need to mention more cast people because there's so many people in this movie. Um, F. Murray Abraham plays an old um, an old zero. You've got Adrian Brody, William Dafoe, Jude Law. This film has so many good people in it. It's got... <laughs> so I've got a cough all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 the story itself is pretty good. It involves a theft of this priceless boy with apple painting. Um, uh, it's, it, it's got one of the weirdest paintings I've ever seen in a movie. So, at one point, the characters go up to replace the painting. And they replace it with this painting of, of two lesbians um, <laughs> having sex. And Adrian Bodie's character... Who's, who's like the, the, the villain, who's after it, he sees this painting and his reaction is utterly priceless. Um, it's got... Every one of his movies, what, what Anderson movies, has that scene that's sort, of, sort of like a mini montage of just Anderson. And this film, you've seen, you, you've seen it, if I presume, Nick? I've seen it once. Okay, so there's a scene, you might remember it, where a bunch of concierges from different hotels call up one another it's just like this this mini montage of a bunch of different actors you see so I think Owen oh, Wilson's one of them Bill Murray's one of them um I forgot the others I think no Jeff Owen's Some someone else he's the um dingo <laughs> basically it's just like this 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 nice quick one minute cut of a bunch of um a bunch of uh concierge just calling and it's just like that, that that Anderson style style um just squeezed in and it's each of these films does it, but that's another part I love. And one more part that I love that you will see in Pankton 2, I saw this in the trailer, which was, uh, is a homage to this, apparently. But there's this, there's this prison breakout scene. And if you see Paddington 2 trailer, you will see the most Budapest-looking shot ever. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm just going specifics now. I'm dragging on. But yeah, my third favourite, but still really good. Um, it's my favorite, I think it's my favourite, not the best. My favorite film from 2014. If if you look at 2014, one of the best years of film ever, in my honest opinion. Um, yep. Whiplash, Guardians in the Cellar, Gone Girl, Birdman, Boyhood, Ex Machina, Kingsman. Yep. Oh, John Wick, yep. Lego Movie, Edge of Tomorrow, Big Hero Six. I could go on. Oh my God. Okay. Hobbit: Battle of Five Armies came out that year. That is not one of my picks for 2014's best. Okay. Just putting it out there. It sickens me. I'm it sickens me. Anyway, I'm diving on now. <laughs> Budapest is a joy from start to finish, even if it's dark as shit. And my 25th favorite film. No, fourth. Fourth. I've... 24th favorite film of all time.
1: Yep. My number 24 goes to a Robert Zemeckis film. Ooh. From 1985. Too low!
0: 24?
1: Called, called Back to the Future. 24?!
2: 24. 24, 20 Okay continue I'm like okay <laughs> I'm like I don't think I've ever seen you so annoyed at, at, I'm at like okay the... Robert Zemeckis So I'm like okay So he must have I don't know what Forrest Gump maybe I don't know Paul Coming back to the future Because it's, it's this low And then he's at 85 <laughs> And my heart just erupted Off you go Go on Go on Go on Nick 24 bitch ass do you want to about no my movie. time will come next year it's top 10 I'm selling that now off you go <coughs> 24 uh,
1: I don't I don't think I've ever seen Sergio more annoyed I haven't I haven't 24 <laughs> cool you love it but
2: 24 come on. I
1: feel with the bloody Terminator 2 haven't seen it yeah. they know I okay feel. fine I'll take that yeah anyway so this movie stars um Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly, and you have Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown. <laughs> Just rattling off stuff you already know. Anyway, it's a fantastic time travel movie. Get to go see. Um, Marty has to basically go back in time, make sure his his parents get stay together. There were some fun guitar antics at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I've just basically glossed over a ton of stuff, but this movie is, is is great. I love this movie. I know, I, I, I personally, I don't, I, I do think it's also a bit too low on my list, but I can't bother trying to figure out where it should go. But... <laughs> I'm fuming. <laughs> um... Yeah, I just... I, I love this movie a lot. There's, there's, so mu- there's so much to like about this movie. Uh, would you like to go into detail as to why?
2: Nope. 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 That time will come like next that? year. You could just... You little shit. <laughs> 24.
1: <laughs> I thought you'd really want to talk about Back to the Future.
2: I do, but I feel like I'm robbing them of it hearing me say it next year. So.
1: Okay. My time will come, well, guys. Well, I, I, got, I got you triggered.
2: That's The greatest crazy. climax in blockbuster history. Continue. Which one? Continue. No. Oh, yeah. At the very My end. My brother saw that film for the Where first time. We do My brother saw it for the first time and he was blown away by that film. And I'm so happy I got to show him that. Um, no, I'm not going to talk about that. No. Okay. I should <laughs> point out that the entire premise of the
1: movie doesn't make sense until the very end. Yes. Like like he has to go into the past in order to get back to the future.
2: Could you stop ruining this film for me? Thank you. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that I'm just saying some hard truths to you. Hard now anyway, you hold I on. love this movie. I don't deny it, it's in my top thirty. I know, that's reason. still honourable, I guess. Can you get your twenty twenty three movie out? I
2: like, can. Are you capable? Now of, I hate coming? how low this is. And I'm telling you now Yeah. It might change really soon. But there are simply 22 films I love more than this. And it kills me. But that said, my 23rd favorite film of all time is The Incredibles. No reaction. Okay, cool. I can go.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Do you know why I'm not saying anything? Why? My 23rd favorite movie is also The Incredibles. No way. Okay,
2: we can join up this one then. Okay. Yes. Okay, so, incredible. S- I didn't <laughs> did know where you were going with that, but yeah. Where do we start?
1: Oh, I don't know. It feels so bizarre. Like, 23 is so low for what we deem the
2: best superhero movie of all time. I know. I know. Well, okay. All three of Brad Bird's films are in my top 40. And, they're, and that's not Tomorrowland, you sons of bitches. This is all his animated films. Um... <laughs> he just he just gets no Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh no, seriously? I love that movie, but no, sorry. Um, I love Ghost it's Protocol. It's great. It's just on top forty. Um, it's in my top forty. Interesting, but... Yeah. but yeah, he just gets animation. He understands what he's working with like so well. Um, he hasn't screwed I mean, up he once. Did work for
1: the Simpsons though,
2: Pardon? Yeah, yeah. He did work exactly, for the exactly. Simpsons, exactly. So. This is good fit. This like it just shows you. He understands the storytelling. He understands animation. This film has has iconic scenes coming out of its ass. Every scene for me is iconic because I just <laughs> know it. Uh, that Dash scene oh, in still so one the c- It's one of the underrated scenes ever because people don't realise how... Oh. Then you have Brad Bird's character in the film who is... I love that. <laughs> one of my favourite film characters ever. The cast is great. It gets superheroes right. You know... Yeah, it's got explosions and shit but I mean like the heart of it all. It's just... Uh, I just I'm gonna let you continue because I just can't I love this movie and I'm so sad it's a slow but well I'll add on to that yes. I, I think with The Incredibles it gets the tone of what superhero movies are
0: yeah. like
1: superhero movies aren't meant to be taken seriously for the most part I agree I mean for god's sake we've got I know this is technically just a Fantastic Four inspired those
2: who make the line up like the negative like, it's just Fantastic Four guys go on. I'm like, no, it's not. No,
1: no, but I mean, like, comic Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, no, War, no, no. I don't
2: care about... Movies. <laughs> but, anyway.
1: but you've got, like, a dude whose main premise is that he can he's super-strength, even though he looks like he's fat as. <laughs> you have a person that can stretch to ridiculous lengths, you know, and that actually results in a lot of really funny humour. Like, that bit with the doors in particular, that's one that one stands out. Um, then you have a, per- a, a kid who can run on water like Jesus. <laughs> Literally, like Jesus. Yeah. Um, then you have a girl who can turn herself invisible and create force fields. <laughs> and then you have Jack-Jack, oh. arguably one of the best characters of the entire movie, yeah. who does nothing for the majority of the movie. And then you find out he has powers at the end. And you're like, holy shit, he's got powers. powers. Yep. <laughs> By the way, I, I um, so I, I showed Dad the Incredibles 2 trailer. Which I haven't seen, by the way. Oh, but it's just... I know it's nothing, but I have not seen it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I had to show Dad Jack-Jack Attack afterwards. Yeah. Because it expands a lot of the powers that were introduced at the end of The Incredibles. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so funny, Jack-Jack Attack, and I really hope that they go for that type of... that that type of humour again. Um, Because there's so much you can work with. He has so many unique powers. He doesn't have one singular power, like... Like the rest of the family, he's got multiple, and that could go for some interesting um, interesting comedy, and I hope they go for it. But that being said, as ridiculous as it all is, it also takes itself seriously when it needs to, Yeah, which is very hard to do. I mean, how often does a superhero movie get that right? I mean, one of the problems I had with Thor Ragnarok was that it was too funny, and it just... It took away from, I think, what could be some really emotional events. Like, we saw the entirety of Asgard get obliterated, and I felt nothing. I know. <laughs> but it's just stuff like that. They just, they get it right. Also, Syndrome
2: is a phenomenal Best villain in my eyes. Like, performances, sh- Heath Ledger. But, like, as far as, like, an actual villain goes, he just... You actually can sort of see something like see a connect, like see a reasoning you know see a, a human like a human reason behind his actions he doesn't just seem like a, you know he's, just, he's not just there like you actually like he had a role model his role model crushed him and you know just a perfect villain in my eyes
1: sorry continue no no that, that was just I'm just trying to reminisce on the movie it's yeah just, also the animation itself is just stellar
0: mhm
1: like as I mentioned before with the water scene. Just seeing how good the the bullets reflecting on the water and just seeing the the, the not not the plane, but I don't know what he, what do you call the bad guy ship. Anyway, it's chasing um dash and they're weaving in and out of like these um these like, like these environmental structures and Oh, it's just incredible really lives up to its name, basically.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> By the way, that pun was not intentional. should point that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just... Do you have anything else to add on to this movie? Um, oh, Michael... Get... Is it Michael Chikino? Yes. yes. That's how oh, here name. we go. Mm-hmm. He's... Oh, that soundtrack is just so good. So it's so good. stellar. Yeah. Oh, and I listened to the credits. Just That is one of the best eight minute pieces of music I've ever listened to it's so fun and it wants you to it basically makes you want to kick so much ass
0: yeah
2: yeah I don't know just, just had to end it on that you got anything to add on to that? Uh, no just that oh such, such there's so many quotable lines so many great moments and the, as you said the the, the 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 tone is absolutely pitch perfect so yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, all right. Well, back to you. Then, yeah, because that was That's really interesting. Twenty-two is my second favorite, um, Anderson film. Would you like to guess, or do I go ahead?
1: Uh, I don't know many... many I, I probably know Wes Anderson, but I just can't think of them off the top of my head.
2: Fantastic Mr. Fox is number 20. Oh, okay. So yeah. I just got the two
1: mixed around. Yeah. See, I thought they were, Budapest Hotel would have been here.
2: It was Budapest first for the longest... I mean, not first, but ahead of this for the longest time. But yeah. after a rewatch, I realised that stop motion plus Wes Anderson equals perfection in big sparkly letters. Isle of Dogs is... Tied with The Incredibles 2 for the most hype movie next year. I'm most we'll let,
1: we, I can't wait to talk about uh, anticipated 2018 next
2: year. Oh my goodness. Tell me about it. Um, this film not only has the cast, so as always, you've got the Wes Anderson cast, you've got Bill Meyer, the Defoe, Owen Wilson, Jason, Jason Swartzman, who I love in this especially. You've got. Where is he?
0: <laughs>
2: where is he? Hold on. Michael Gambon voices the, is, is in this movie. He's great. Isn't that isn't that Dumbledore? Yep. Yeah. And even Wes Anderson has a little voice role as, who is he voice again? A weasel, that's right. A weasel. <laughs> Clooney and uh, and Streep uh, are the newcomers to Wes Anderson in this film and they do an amazing job as well.
1: Oh, I love Clooney.
2: Yeah, he's so good. Mr. Fox has this great persona from the, from the little close does to the way sort of like, is this sort of like icon in sense of it's just this, this film to, to many that I know is weird and shifty and dodgy and, make, and creeps me out but I've always loved stop motion I've always admired the talent the, the, the dedication that goes into it and, and with Anderson's and seeing Anderson's style in this film just works wonders I first saw it ages ago as a kid and I liked it but after binging all of Anderson's films and then seeing this and seeing his style in this it's just so good. It's short, so, you know, it's less than an hour and a half. You can just go go watch it now. Anybody who hasn't seen it, go watch it now. Um, it's, got a, it's got a great ending, so many hilarious moments. Actual, like, the, the, characters, the characters in this film, especially Swartzman character, who is um, Ash, the, the son of uh, Clooney and Streep's characters, um, he's actually a really good character. One of, one of my favourite performances from Swartzman because you sort of feel for him a lot in the stuff that he's facing. Like, it's, it, it's, it's more than just... There's, there's a lot of subtext that's really sweet. And I also love the ending very much. Um, it's got, like, this sort of, like, heist vibe to it, which, is, which I, I, I can't get enough of in film. And, from, oh yeah, I just love it. From start to finish, I think this... However Anderson I don't know the story. But however Anderson and stop-motion cross paths, I'm so glad they did. And the trailer for Isle of Dogs has sold me for the entire movie. I think th- that trailer is, is basically a short film in my eyes. So, anyway, yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox is my nu- numero 22.
1: Numero 22,
2: Tw- eh? 22,
1: yes. I love it. Alright. Alright. Do you want to predict what my number 22 is? I assure you it's not Fantastic Mr. Fox. Though. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> do I want to? <laughs> don't want to throw that code bullet you again. Are you going to give me something for it? Or do I guess out of the... Random. Uh, 94. What
1: 1994 was the
2: year it came out. 94. Okay, let me have a look. This is fun. I like doing this.
1: Yeah. 94. I'll is let you guess the year, next one. so many good movies.
2: Shawshank. Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: go screw. Okay.
2: Uh, there's a lot. One of, my, one of the best years of film, I think, is this one. Yes. There's a, a couple I'm looking at. I don't know. Your, yep. I don't know your, your position on follow Scump. I haven't seen it, but I heard you either love it or you can't stand it. Um hmm. take a guess take okay, a guess. okay, i'm gonna guess i like thought that 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 would be higher, but so would that oh so the two that i think should be higher twenty one okay, okay, lion king is that a yes
1: jagu yes, yes, okay, cool. Number twenty-two is the Lion King.
2: It's so good. Uh, just out of my 30, this is but go ahead.
1: This is my childhood movie. <laughs> apart from basically Pixar. This, uh, just do we really need to talk about the Lion King? What makes it so great? It's the characters. It's the music. It's the emotional, emotional events. You have Scar, which is such a such a memorable villain.
2: What do you think of the um? Reboot. What's your thoughts on it? I think I've heard you're full. Um,
1: I'm concerned with Beyonce as an actor. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's that's gonna be the 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 make or break point. Um, I've had bad bad past with with current singers trying to do acting. Yeah, <laughs> and Rihanna. Yeah, um, and I just don't see this one breaking the trend, especially considering how. How I have no interest in seeing the Beauty and the Beast thing. How even less of an incentive I have to watch this Lion King movie. I just... I I just... I don't see them improving the Lion King in any way, shape or form. I just don't see it happening.
2: I was listening to to this at work on yesterday night, last night. And I just confirmed yeah. that The Circle of Life is one of my favourite film scenes of all time. Top 10, at least. Because that song, like, there's so, so many great songs that like, you can petition for any to be, even Can You Feel the Love Tonight, you can petition for any of them to be the best. But there's something about like The Circle of Life that just gets me so wild up and so mm. just in love with animation and music. It's
1: one of the, it's one of the greatest opening
2: sequences. It's absolutely perfect. The, the, the shot, the... the the very shot of that, sun- of that sunrise onwards yep. it's a complete j- you look at that sunrise uh, you know what it's like yes it. exactly and then there's d- 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 despite any and all memes of um Rafiki throwing him off the cliff <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah, great so, I love that I love that but that that, 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 so good. that moment is just yeah. so empowering all the animals, it's so yeah, good all
1: the animals sing Simba Pride Rock yeah, yeah it's it's iconic it's and iconic. It's good reason. Um, the, the the cast is really memorable, although I'd argue that I don't really care too much about um, Matthew Broderick. But apart okay. from that, I
2: thought you were going to say Nathan Lane, <laughs> and I was going to hit you. No, Nathan Lane. He's great. amazing. He's my, I love him in this so much.
1: Yeah, I just that, that's gonna, that's going to hurt most is hearing some of these characters voiced by wrong people.
2: I know, it would ne- like he could never pretend Goldberg
1: the charm. as a hyena for God's sake. It could never pretend the charm of
2: this film ever. Like, I haven't seen the Jungle Book, by the way. The new one? Yeah. I'm not interested in it because I like the original. It has a soft spot with me but the new one, I just don't see anything it really gained to me. I watch it but it's, you know, technical achievement but same with the new Lion King. I'm not going to get that connection. It's hard to. You know?
1: Uh, I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. It's like James Earl Jones as Mufasa, yeah, Jeremy Irons is Scar. I know. I mean, these are perfect casting choices. Uh, uh, it just makes me more mad that this even... I have a problem with... With bloody corporations trying to reboot. Uh, Disney in particular now, because they're starting to do this with the classic films. But just rebooting films that have critical or commercial success. There is no point, there is nothing more you can add to a film that's got critical... Or commercial success. See... I like Transformers. Usually it doesn't race, bug but... me
2: because I'm still going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to love this more, right? I it'll always, The first one will always be at home with me. But what upsets me is this. With Being the Beast and now this, so many people, so many kids will have the the reboot as their film when there is this amazing 90s piece of animated cinema that they will not draw to as much because you know how, how much film influences you when you're a kid. You know, Pixar, Disney, it has such a huge effect on you when you're, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. And for kids growing up to, to face these reboots as their introduction, for some of them, hopefully some experience it with the original, but that's what bugs me. It's that they're, they're people who, who are going to grow up with this and not what, not the, the actual good um, yeah. version. That's what upsets me. If it Look, yeah. if that didn't happen, you know, go ahead, make your money. It, I, I, it angers me, but I, I won't lose anything by it. But some people will, and that bugs me so much. Sorry. Anyway. Rant done. No, no,
1: that's, that's fine. It's just... <laughs> uh, I told you, we, we have rants. We do. <laughs> I said before we even started this, we were going to have some rants. <laughs> and, yeah, this... Yeah, I'm watching it right now. I, it's
2: beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The, the animation...
1: For ninety four is incredible.
2: It's, dude, you don't need your CGI jokes, sh- sh- shit. This is as simplistic as it gets, and it's beautiful.
1: Yep. I mean, even Rowan Atkinson as is, is, oh, uh, Zazu. Yep. He's so funny. He's
2: hilarious.
1: Yeah. It's it's like to me, I compare Rowan Atkinson as Zazu to like, and I know this is a little unfair to Robin Williams in as a genie in Aladdin. It's just yeah that iconic of a comedy role mm-hmm. in an animated movie anyway so yeah number 22 oh. I felt this is a perfect spot for The Lion King I know it feels unfair putting it above The Incredibles but I honestly no after
2: you watch, because I haven't seen Lion King in at least 3 years could creep up my 30 but for now I'm not going to try and let you let watching this clip you know touch anything but oh my god the film <laughs> the film truly is beautiful
1: <laughs> no, what's Lion King now god damn <laughs> I know I know <laughs> alright so now for your the last one yes, for you. what 21. is your number 21
2: Pan's Labyrinth is my yeah. ter- I just saw it then yeah. it just came up there <laughs> I'm like it's probably bloody true <laughs> too fair way. love prestige love departed love children of men casino right out it's been a while but I remember not minding it um honorable mentions for that year go to Devil Wears Prada my ultimate goodly pleasure
1: Oh, that's such a guilty pleasure.
2: Uh, like, come on. You, you can't... Anyway. Um,
1: little Miss Sunshine, I like it as well. Just to point that out. What was that, sorry? A little Miss Sunshine?
2: Yes, I haven't seen that yet, so I can't tell you oh, how good. I
1: feel. I like that a lot. Cars, got a great which I didn't mind. Yeah.
2: Ready? Ready? Santa Claus 3. That's Go right. fuck yourself. <laughs> that's right. For Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. I know. I know. Even the Da
1: Vinci Code's better than that, and you Ready? know it.
2: Aragon, yeah. No, I don't like I Aragon. Know. I know.
1: I'm not a fan of Aragon. No, I've got the book. How, how, I how know can Aragon. you be? It's it's terrible. A movie.
2: Also, a, a good f- and underrated film from that year as well. Trencher than Fiction. Have you seen that? Yes. Good movie. Really good movie. Yes, it is. Anyway, Pan's Labyrinth.
1: Pursued Happiness is also pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Illusionist. Everything is really good. Yeah. So
2: these, are, these are. It's not terrible. terrible movies nah, in here. Just not a strong year. That's it. Pan's Labyrinth. Blood,
1: shook Blood Diamond. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just going to keep rallying off movies in the process. Pans Labrador uh, being... shook
2: me to my core, Nick. It really did. Yep. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, the way it jumps between. Not really. Like, okay. The film is a fantasy and a war film. And both. It's. So, okay. I'm going to discuss three main things I love about this film. Just so. Sh- break off. So, one. The protagonist. Ophelia, have you seen this film, Nick?
1: No, I haven't seen this film. Okay, I
2: won't, spo- I won't spoil anything. Basically, about a, a girl named Ophelia who, um, who uh, has to basically complete three tasks in order to return to her real father. Basically, it's the gist of the film. Um is the director who's doing The Shape of Water this year, which I'm really excited for. Um, basically, Ophelia is one of the best protagonists I've ever seen in a movie period she she 's such a she, um i don 't know how, how to explain it but well, like because of ha- how she acts her mannerisms her her kind tone gentle nature she really draws you in and for a film that's so evil and so dark and so dangerous she 's like the light and sh- the actress oh, i've got to find her um played her really really well Oh, I'm gonna switch this up <laughs> Ivana Baquero, probably wrong but she has an amazing job um so yeah she's definitely one of the best parts of this film second is the fantasy the creatures Del Toro creates are just absolutely beautiful um they're dark they're twisted they're messed up but they've got this really beautiful sense to them that I love um the war aspect is something that I didn't really get into at, at, at the first uh, at the at first glance. I was like, come on, I wanna see the cool the cool creatures. But no, the war riddled parts of this film are brilliant. The characters, including the Dick villain, is are so good. And um there's a there's the 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 final sequence of this film prior to the like the resolution, um is absolutely gr- brilliant, brilliant filmmaking, acting, and everything. Um, it blends two genres, which I always love. It tells a beautiful story, and it's so dark, yet like so full of hope. It's foreign film. I don't have many on, on my list, but it's a foreign film. Um, and it made me really interested in Del Toro's work. It's the only film I've seen from him so far. I think. Yeah but I'll de- didn't you also do Pacific Rim you did which apparently is not bad even though it looked pretty bad on my like from from my view but apparently people really like it so
1: I enjoyed Pacific Rim yeah I think it was yeah. amazing but I think really enjoyed it
2: anyway Shape of is coming out this year which sort of has that sort of um supernatural vibe that I liked from not supernatural but like fantasy sort of creature vibe that I got from P- Pan's Labyrinth it looks really good. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, Pan's Labyrinth is my 21. Alright. I, I recommend it for you, Nick, as well. Okay.
1: Oh, I, I definitely have a list, list them to Ooh, watch like when top I finally get around to
2: Exciting it. stuff coming up. But, your turn. 21.
1: Moose Brothers is my number twenty. I have not seen oh, this, out. so off you go. It is such a great musical.
2: Musical? Only, did it, not know that. I thought it was just like a cop.
1: Oh, it's, it's definitely a musical. So, the whole premise of this movie is, um... Jake Elwood uh, Blues has to... I think it's $5,000. They have to get $5,000 to save their orphanage. That they've got... Uh, that they had... Yeah, $5,000. Doing my research now. Anyway, so... In order to get the $5,000, they decide to reunite the band. Uh, back together. Because they believe they're on a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> um... By the way, the director of this is John Landis, who's oh, known for two really really good movies. Anyway, the music in this is so so good, and it culminates into one of the best car chase scenes of all time. Ooh, without question. Actually, I'm going to give you, I'm going to do you the favor, and I'm going to send you the the car chase scene. It's best to show I you watch it awesome
2: prior to the movie, or
1: um, I think it. It shows you as to how good, um, uh, da 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 da, let's, let's, let's give you that, and that's anyway, so that, while I'm sending you the thing, so this movie, just, it is fun all the way through, you don't ever take a moment of it seriously, I mean, at one point they're getting chased by Nazis, <laughs> Uh they get chased by, um... Some other people. Basically, the whole point is they keep they keep going to these different places. They keep pissing off the mm-hmm. people that they meet, and then they start to go after them. Carrie Fisher is in this movie, by the way. Oh, she plays she plays the the crazy um, girlfriend of um, of Jake. Um, I believe it's Jake. Yeah, Elwood's the tall one. Yeah, Jake's the short. Jake's the fat one. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, she plays the crazy ex girlfriend of Jake because uh, Jake uh, left um left uh Carrie Fisher's character at the altar basically. Um and she wants to kill <laughs> she wants to kill um Jake in a re- as response to this. Um it's it's just batshit crazy and as I said it leads to one of the coolest coolest police chases of all time. Uh where basically they they have the money and they basically have to rush to to the um to the the tax department to, to get the the money in before, uh, they get caught by the cops. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a barbaric. It's a, such a barbaric plot, but you just go with it, and it's so worth it. You you get sucked in for the ride, and it's just and it's a ton of fun. As I said, the music's great, the performances are, are phenomenal. uh John Belushi and. Ah, oh, oh, I can't think of it. Ghostbuster.
2: Um. Wait, who's trying to. Uh, Dan Ackroyd. Oh my goodness, you have to think of his name.
1: You- yeah, I had a mental blank. Oh, I had a bloody mental blank. Okay, that's Uh okay. Dan Ackroyd. Um, Aretha Franklin's in this movie. James Brown is in this movie. Um, Cab Calloway is in this movie. I mean,. I'm talking, as I said, this is, this is a musical and they go all out to get, to get some really phenomenal artists to, to help out. Um, yeah.
2: Well, it's very hard that- on this now, because you've just sold it to me.
1: <laughs> yep. There's also a really good mall chase scene, which is much earlier in the movie, which is not the police chase scene that I just sent you, but have, I, I do recommend watching the scene. Are you watching it currently? Uh, Yes. Okay, so you understand how ridiculous it's starting to get. <laughs> anyway, for that reason, um, as much as b- a bunch of a bunch of others, uh, Blues Brothers is my 21. By the way, this movie came out 37 years ago. And this car chase is still one of the coolest I've ever seen. Which just goes to show how... Yep. How much... How much love I have towards this movie. Anyway, so...
2: The shots they've used in this is just so ballsy.
1: <laughs> they really are. It's
2: it's stuff you you'd get from a, from a GDA game, you know? Yep.
1: Anyway, so while you're watching that we may as well wrap
2: wrap up the yes. episode.
1: Alright, so uh not next episode but the episode after we'll continue this yes. list of twenty two eleven. Um, my 20 to 11 I'm really
2: packed Ooh, for some stuff here wow
1: yeah there are definitely going to be some controversial choices I can assure oh, you that. oh okay yep um. oh, sorry just just felt a bit felt felt a bit uneasy then anyway so we will wrap this episode up now yes
2: Ringo where can people find you you can find me On Twitter at GCAP42. My name is not Ringo on anything except for here. Just put that out there. Um, It's fun. (laughs) Um, Facebook at Blackwood Films AU. And also don't forget to check us out on Twitter at BOTIAU. And Facebook at Big on the Inside. Is it AU? Yeah. We're all AU. We're proud of our culture. So.
1: Yeah. Nickname. And YouTube. And YouTube. Oh, YouTube, by the way. Go ahead. Have you uploaded any since? Just out of curiosity? Um, Because I don't know.
2: Possibly not. I'll let you know.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can find me on Twitter, at InQuest63. I have a Facebook page, Nintendo Quest, which I don't touch, which is sad. But I have a YouTube channel, nickname, good luck finding it. Although, if you do type in Uncharted, I think you will find me eventually. Um, That's just how it is. Uh, And that wraps up... This, that wraps up this episode. Yes, (laughs) I I can tell that I'm really out of it because I can't can't talk properly. Anyway, but until the next
2: episode, nickname out. Gcap out. bingo out. Damn it! I screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) I I just said Gcap forty two, so I'm about to my mind. The name's Ringo. Do you want to a
1: recap? Do you want to redo that one? No. No. How we're
2: gonna end this episode, guys? Deal with it. Bye. <laughs>
1: Oh, just, just can, we, can we just talk about Infinity War trailer right now? Oh
0: my goodness! Okay,
2: what we want to talk about? Everything. Everything. Every single thing.
1: <laughs> um, I, I think we should leave who we think will live will die for uh, like. Uh, uh, we later. don't need to worry
2: about that. Come on, the movie. What about the movie? The excitement. But
1: but the trailer itself looks so good. My
2: favorite it, thing that is something that Will brought up was the music. They really just did, they didn't hinder anything. They just gave us what we wanted. And it made the entire thing amazing. Just that. Yeah, th- that it, theme it was the Avengers just, theme. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. It was like the one. This this ten year wait to get even that trailer isn't not enough. But you know what I mean. It's just it's, oh, it was great.
1: What really actually sold me, like in that first was that first thirty seconds, was yeah. the amalgamation of all those quotes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was like there was an idea. I was like, hang on. Why do I recognize that? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I recognize that from? And then I realize he's talking about the Avengers Initiative. I'm like, oh, oh. And then you have the incorporation of like Tony Stark, and including it. Just felt seamless. Yep. I'm telling this one story that's been happening from 2008 to what will be 2018. It's exactly 10 years. This is, that's ridiculous. I just, it's so bizarre because. I can't believe it's been 10 years I really can't yeah I know I I remember seeing Iron Man on like I didn't watch it in cinemas because I was too busy watching The Dark Knight (laughs) but I watched Iron Man on DVD in 2008 and I've been with them every single step of the way and to know that it's going to culminate into Infinity War and more than likely Avengers 4 as well because I believe that Avengers 3 will technically be a part 1 yeah, it's just it's just there is there is so much that Marvel has to deliver on here. I I could I would hate to be Marvel right now. I know I know. There is so much pressure on them to get this right. I just ah, oh, it just it's
2: something about uh, like for me, I always see these amazing like build up stuff, but I wasn't there. Like it was like prior to my time was the build up for stuff like this. Like there was always like people are so excited for this thing, and I'm like oh... I was never there, like, it was a 90s or 80s thing. But now, being conscious, alive, and old enough to witness these films come out as they came out, and being a part of that, you know, uh, being part of, like, the franchise in a way, seeing, s- seeing this thing and actually f- f- being excited for it's just, it's sort of like you're, you're seeing somebody grow up that you know, and you're finally seeing, like, the, the best they can be, which is this, they're all fucking together you see the three parts that they're in and it's just... Oh, it's so exciting. Having, like, actually being there for the entire time. Like, as you said, seeing Iron Man in... Whenever that... When did that come out? 2008? Yes. Yeah. And actually, just actually being there to see something grow as opposed to, for me, only hearing about it. You know what I mean? Like, stuff... Yeah. S- stuff growing prior to me being able to experience that. But now, you know, the MCU is one of the biggest things to happen past 10 years in, t- in terms of film probably the biggest I can't think of anything I mean
1: what, what they've done is, is it's revolutionary ballsy
2: basically. and it worked and
1: we'll, we'll think about it since how many uh, cinematic universes have existed and not done to the success they've, they've tried
2: so many it's just I mean the closest thing we're going to get post to this is Star Wars in terms of like a, like a shit ton of films but they started late, in terms of yeah. that. But they're the only ones I can see with a success record. The DC, DCU, I'm sorry, I I, I I hate bringing them up in every superhero topic. But they tried to rush that Avengers thing, but they didn't have that ten-year build-up. So then they're not doing it. And then there's that Dark Universe thing that already has been given up. Apparently, like a
1: rolling with one movie. <laughs> yeah, I, that was this huge. Single-handedly this, <laughs> this universe. This huge
2: universe of, of like monsters thing. That just you know out the trash and I, I'm sure there's probably more but they're the, they're the two that I just know for a fact just did not work and it's because it's, it's, it's a rush thing like the MCU just took its time it gave us little hints and hints throughout the way but they just kept bumping shit out and a lot of that shit I liked so this, that, that, that's why they're here today because they, they took risks Nick they took risks And yeah, well, I think also what
1: what Marvel realizes and what a lot of what seems to be a fault of a lot of the others is that Marvel, for the most part, try to make standalone movies. Mm -hmm. Like they try to make sure that that the movies themselves are good.
2: And they were; they were so good. (laughs) Like,
1: if you were to think about it, the ratio of good to mediocre to bad. The good easily outweighs both the mediocre and bad. I
2: agree. Case. I mean, good sort of, like, a, like it depends what, what you like what you didn't like. But I don't... I think Iron Man, Thor, First Avenger... I don't think that was a bad, at least for me, st- um, set-up film. Like a, a standalone, like an intro to the... I, I can't think of the word right now. But Iron Man, I think, was amazing. I liked the first Thor. First Avenger was good, in my opinion. Then you've got the smaller ones, like Ant-Man dot the Strange, etc. But they all were just so solid, and they already s- that they set up the personality and the traits of the characters so well, and to give, them that, and to give the main three that, that three-film thing, as well as Guardians, obviously, it's just genius. It's actually genius, the way they set it up. I just... If you get some bad ones, you, you're still world-building. You've done ten years of world-building, and that's why this trailer has had such an effect. Apart from looking badass. It's just... Seeing the world come together. It's just... Oh.
0: Nick, it's beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: Say what you will, like... You, you were saying before about taking risks. Yeah. Marvel's, Marvel's first movie was Iron Man. I
2: know! No one knew who fucking Iron Man was. Like, oh, who's this guy? Where's Batman Superman? I want this... Like, who the hell's Iron Man? And look at it. Look at what He's it did. He's now become a household name. He He's is now become...
1: yeah well he's, he's, he's one of my two favourite Marvel superheroes of all time as a result of it so he's just
2: I mean I'll never get past how they brought Spider-Man into it I can never I'm so happy that, that, that they found a way to bring Spidey into this yeah. universe like that, that's been probably my, my most and even the Guardians was great as well like I actually did uh, read a bit of Guardians comics like I don't read a lot of comics but the one I do remember dabbling into were the Guardians and seeing them in a even if I don't have the most knowledge, we're just like, oh yeah, they've done it, and they they really theme wise, as, as you can probably guess, they've gone. You've got the dark stuff, the light stuff, the in between stuff, and oh, it's just. I'm just looking at all the films right now, and there's just so much to say about them.
1: Mhm, and we will probably yeah, because I I i brought it up before that I would like to do a um, mm-hmm. an entire breakdown of the MCU yep. um, to proceed Infinity War next year um, I don't know specifically what we're going to talk about but I think it's just going to be really fun just mm-hmm. dissecting everything about the, the the MCU leading up to what should be one of the biggest most anticipated movies of all time so and it, I'm just looking at the I'm watching the trailer right now because because why not, you know? I've already seen this another... I've already seen this, like, 54 times. <laughs> um, but I'm currently at the bit where where Tony Stark is, like, on that planet and he's, like, really upset. It's, like, it's only, like, six seconds into the trailer. And I'm just like, I don't want anything bad to happen to Spider-Man. <laughs> I
0: know, I know.
1: Because <laughs> I'm just like, what could genuinely cause... Uh, Iron Man to act like that just I don't know but then you got stuff like Doctor Strange and Wong god Wong is such a great character oh Oh, man just I'm really glad that Wong is back for for Infinity War he's just
2: I hope he has like the most badass moment like (laughs) watch him like just like the final blow to like Thanos or something he just comes out of the shadows and goes (laughs) I don't know something but he won't. But you know, I can dream. I can dream.
1: Okay, so what do you think? Because as I'm, I'm going through it, m- yeah, yeah. basically in order. So, what are your thoughts on the Scarlet Witch vision
2: aspect of it? I, I mean, it was not. I I wasn't like, oh, I love this duo so much thing. But I wasn't against it when it was shown to us in the Avengers, Ultron. Yeah, yeah, Age yeah. of Ultron. I'll yeah. Ultron, yeah. Which I did not like that much, if I'm being honest. Anyway.
1: And I think I think Civil War technically also uh, incorporates yeah,
2: it. Yeah. But, look. I think they could do some good stuff with it, especially if one of them were to, you know, rumoured axe But, I don't know. I think... And,
1: and yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah so. no, no. I'm just looking at the comics of them, too. With, like, together with babies, and it's like, oh, it's a bit weird to be honest. Anyway, continue. Is <laughs> it weird?
1: Is it weird seeing Vision in human form though? Yeah, like, that he that really proper.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs>
1: like it just looks bizarre seeing this human like, <laughs> with like sto- with this red stone. like this yellow stone. I in his
2: head. What happened to to the to the you know the weird looking guy? Now he's just all normal looking and shit, and that's weird. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like... no one wants that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So th- then we got like Thor and, which I presume to be the guardianship because, yeah, uh, because of the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really cool, nice shot that you don't see much of. Uh. So I've heard rumors that Hulk is going to be in the Hulk Buster armor.
2: Now you know
1: you know the the I Tony Stark.
2: Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Because, in one of the shots, twenty six seconds in, you just see um, the Bruce Banner next to the the Hulk, the Hulk Buster armor, and then later on it gets used much like in, with, with the mannerisms of the Hulk. Yeah, so.
2: that'd be awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know, what do you think about it?
1: Oh yeah, I can't wait to see it. Actually, it'd be kind of cool, right? If, um he's somehow like busted out of the Hulkbuster as oh, Hulk
2: yeah <laughs> that'd be amazing
1: <laughs> like you just you just like I don't need this anymore yep I'm just looking through it so Scar- Scarlett Johansson's now got blonde hair no issue that,
2: with that that,
1: th- that threw me off for a second though because I'm, cause I'm used to her having yeah, yeah. like the brownie the brownie wavy type hair and now she's got blonde I'm like
0: I don't
1: like change! Uh, Speaking of change, though, can we just talk about Cap's facial hair? now...
2: (laughs) (laughs) There was a funny uh, meme I saw. I forgot what it was talking about. But it was showing Cap's change from, like, the skinny thing in, in First Avenger at the start to, like, him a bit better to then him in Civil War to now him in this. And, oh my god, the change is actually surreal. Especially in this one, that beard is like, God, God damn it! I don't know. <laughs> he looks. What do you think? Are you the same I am? Totally,
1: I'm totally for it. It was just <laughs> really, really bizarre. Just I know. Him step out of the shadow with the facial hair. I'm like, he's so. I don't
2: know how to, holy what the shit. Word what is. happened to you, Cap? I know. He's gone through some shit. He really has.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's really cool. Like. Because I'm looking at the, the shot of um, uh, Wong, Doctor Strange, um, uh, sorry, uh, Iron Man and Hulk in um, the Sanctum Centaurum, as I think let's mm-hmm. you pronounce it, Doctor Strange's house. Yep. Um, which I think gives the impression that basically Hulk crashes through the Sanctum Centaurum. like. So so he, so here's my theory, right? So, we know at the end of Thor Ragnarok that, um... This is spoilers, by the way. Uh yeah. At the end, Asgard gets destroyed and they're, and they're all on the ship and then you see a bigger ship behind them, which we know is Thanos' ship. hmm So, my... Based on what I've seen off the trailer, this is what... This is what I think happens. Um... So Thanos boards the the ship with all the Asgardians on it. He basically slaughters majority of them. Um, uh, Thor is left out into space and gets captured by the Guardians. Uh, Hulk jumps out of the out of the out of the ship and ends up landing in Doctor Strange's. Um, mansion yep and uh Loki uh in a way as a way of trying to uh prevent any more Asgardians from being killed gives Thanos the Tesseract yep what are your thoughts Um, do you think that that that's possible
2: I think so honestly knowing the way they've taken the story because
1: I, I, I just, yeah, sorry.
2: No, sorry. Could you, could you, could
1: you? Um, I was just going to say because when that that shot of, of Loki giving the tesseract, he doesn't look like he's, he's a bad guy in that case.
2: Yeah, I'm sort of confused, especially in a movie that I did not like, Thor: The Dark World. I can never t- tell what the hell Loki's side is in anything. Because, but, but I but I agree. I don't think he's completely like you know the worst thing like he was originally, but I'm not sure.
1: I kind of like how he's progressed from oh, yeah. being bad to, yeah, you want to trust him, but you just you just know that in a split second he can just do something to you.
2: Which was like the entirety <laughs> of the Second film movie. It was just him back and forth, like just screwing everything up. But his character's definitely gone through quite a bit, so. Uh,
1: I'm just looking, uh, Spidey Spidey senses tingling. That was that I I lit I literally went oh my god is this is Spidey sense when I saw it the first time it's just so subtle but I was just like I know it I know what that is I know it I understood that which is really good because I I don't think we've actually ever seen his Spidey sense come into play in the in the Spider Man movies yeah like I'm I'm trying to go through it I don't remember if there is please if anyone's listening to this and. Does know this? Do let me know because I am definitely not bothered to research that. <laughs> but yeah, that was just a really cool. scene like the the hairs, the the hairs on his arm just prick up when he, when he senses danger. Um, also, giant portal in the middle of New of in the middle of New York.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, just casually, you know,
1: just just he just just, just just lands there. Um, just, just going through the trailer to see yep. anything else. So, what do you think of Thanos? This is probably now, the big thing.
2: This one, you see Thanos like when you see the way Thanos has changed his look on um, different um, the different films. You you see, I sit here and I think I hope we don't have to look at this face for the entire thing. I'm not the biggest fan of it to be honest. His look, so Someone compared him to like a, a toenail. And I, I sort of agree, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, it's not terrible. I just don't. I'm not. I don't know. So something just looks off about it for me personally. And I'm gonna go with toenail because that's the best way to describe it. It's it's a, yeah. He's a toenail. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think?
1: Um, I just I I kind of liked the the purple, the purpley look. But actually just. Basically, what he looked like at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. they should have just kept that.
2: That I liked. I agree. I
1: just—he looks too pink and, and somewhat hilarious. What to look at? Yep, <laughs>
2: Just—I almost can't take him seriously. Yeah, and um, he's Thanos. you met, you got to take him seriously, you know. It's but a, then a, I know
1: when he's going to when he's crushing heroes that I'll have to take him seriously. But yep. for now, I think he's a he's a bit of a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Um. Just, just going through it. Spider Man in his spi- in his Spidey suit from Homecoming.
2: Oh man! Oh my God!
1: With the glowing eyes and everything. Ah oh, yes. Honestly,
2: even if Spider Man was a was like a piece of shit, which it wasn't, I, I loved it. But the fact that Tom Holland is Spider Man can just carry me through. Like I think he's brilliant casting in every sense, um, and just. I don't care if he does absolutely nothing of use, which is not going to happen. But nothing of use in this movie, as long as he's just Spider Man and he's doing shit, I'll be all for it. I'm a huge Spider Man nerd, and I am so excited to see Tom Holland do more shit because he's amazing, absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going through it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thor. So I think what what Thor is doing, mm-hmm. I think he's making a new hammer.
2: Yeah. Do you think that's what's happening? Do you remember the, the scene in um, Thor Ragnarok where um, Korg, voiced by the amazing... Uh, yeah, Titu. okay, I, I don't want to butcher his name. He's talking to Thor about the hammer. He's like, y- you had an emotional connection with this hammer. And then Thor looks at him just like, <laughs> like, you just see that face. Because Thor without his hammer is just like, no. You know? You don't break his hammer. You don't. You just don't. I mean, you, you don't break God's hammer. Cape Lighthead's like amazing, but still, you don't break. You don't break Thor's hammer. Simple as that. It's a rule. So, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think he's kind of. He has to get that back, right? It's one way or another. Well, obviously, get it back meaning not get it back because it's, it's crushed, but yeah, make a new one. Just casually, just like.
1: It's also One Eyed Hulk, uh, One Eyed Thor. Yeah! So.
2: Some really big changes—the hair and the, you know, two eye situation—but you know, a lot of changes to throw yeah. in that movie.
1: Oh, I wonder how how is how is um eye patch aspect will yeah, impact yeah. the way he performs. I wonder. Like yeah, that'd be a bit disorientating mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to. Like I can't imagine how Samuel Jackson. Well, to be fair, Samuel Jackson doesn't do much. He just kind of <laughs> stands there.
2: <laughs> yep. I had an he,
1: he, he, he's kind of like Mace Windu but a lot lot cooler
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> now hold on a minute okay <laughs> I could <any>. oh I'm <laughs>
1: sorry did, did that hurt a little bit yeah it did <laughs> poor Mace Windu but the, but you I'm kind of you know I'm right you are right you are definitely right yeah uh, I'm just going through it Black, Black Panther, Panther. Oh. I cannot wait for Black Panther that 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 comes out in a thing of February.
2: That looks great. That looks awesome.
1: I generally can't wait to see how that plays out. I yep. wonder okay, so I know very little about, about Black Panther. Yeah, same here. But I know for a fact he has a cat called Mr Tiddles. No. And way. I hope yes he does. And I I hope we get to see the cat. That is awesome. <laughs> That's all I care about. That is awesome. I just wanna see the cat. Uh actually I wanna see if I can actually bring up when when my computer decides to 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 load up the internet this was like dial up but worse um <laughs>
0: uh
1: yeah just mr tiddles can you can you not internet can can you not <laughs> um just in the meantime i'm going to go through the rest of the trailer yeah so you've got facial hair Especially a Cap, as I mentioned before, got Doctor Strange. Yeah, more, more, more Captain America. Okay, so Thanos crushing Spider-Man. If that doesn't seem ominous, on, ominous, I don't know what doesn't. <laughs> um, do you think Spider-Man will survive? Actually, no. Save that. Save that. I, I don't want to know what you if, if he does or not.
2: Wait, if I think he will, or if I want him to, because
1: uh, okay, do you want him to survive?
2: Hell, yes, yes, yes. That's not even a question. He can't. No, I refuse.
1: Okay, do you think Thanos will get all four, all th- is it six gems? I think it is. Um, for his Infinity Gauntlet.
2: I think he will personally. I think he will. Cuz then shit will go down and I'll be more excited. <laughs> that's all my reasoning for that. But um do you think so? Or are you eh?
1: Uh, I I would love to see cuz I don't I don't think we've seen Spider-Man at his best.
2: Yeah.
1: Um but it really I think it really just depends on whether or not Marvel can maintain the rights to, um, Spider-Man, because uh, there are so many good characters that come from the, from the Spider-Man universe, I mean, you have Green Goblin, obviously, um, you have, uh, uh, Doc Ock, you have Venom, um, Sorry, I'm just... I, I'm Sorry. trying to... I'm trying to look as well as... As... Trying to send this picture of a bloody cat. <laughs> I'm so fixated about this cat. I just need <laughs> to show you this cat.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Go. Yeah. That's... That's Lego form, obviously. But... That's... That's... That's the cat. Um, It's... It's just... It's so adorable. It's just oh yeah I know I just love it I love Mr. Tittles <laughs> um just, is there anything else that I'm missing out on with Avengers trailer well obviously you have so we have Bucky back but now he looks like he's fighting for the the good side finally
2: took yeah. a while but
1: we got there god
2: I got a bit tired of just the fi- just how much they want like, Bucky, 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 Bucky. I'm like, oh god, just kill him. Honestly, <laughs> I was so sick of Bucky. Like, just get, get a room cap, Jesus.
1: <laughs> uh, we got Falcon shooting while flying in the air, which is always a pretty sick shot.
2: Yep. Uh,
1: little Condon's versing the bad guys. And then we have this really cool run-to-camera shot with Bucky... Um... I think that's... I believe that's ScarJo. Um, then we have Captain America, Black Panther. I believe that's his sister next to him. Um, in, in the... In that nice little get-up that looks a little bit off, considering everyone else is wearing black. Do you, do you know the shot I'm
2: talking about? I think so. I'll just double-check. Um. And then
1: you got the Hulk in, in his lovely green... Uh... <laughs> You got, I think, is that War Machine? I think that's War Machine as well in the air, and... Ugh. I don't know, there's a lot in this picture, and I know I'm missing some stuff, but... goddamn, is that a good shot. Ah, oh, okay, it's, it's Falcon. The one at on the top right is Falcon. I was like, that looks like a pterodactyl, but that makes no sense. <laughs> But yeah, Falcon makes a lot more sense. Um, by by contrast, right, uh, and yep, that's it. Then you got the the Thor Guardians <laughs> meet up, which is always oh, I that's so good! That.
2: I am so excited for that. Like
1: that was that was the part that I really wanted them to make sure they got right was when yeah Guardians met the Avengers and because
2: you get so excited for this film for like that that entire you know yeah two minutes and then you realise oh shit the guns are in here as well just, just how is it even better it is and oh I cannot wait for that either it's gonna be so good
1: and we got the the um the confirmation of it being May 2018 but yeah that's more than likely America so god damn that may be that may be <laughs> a little way later maybe 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 earlier all I know um, but
2: oh the theme song dude uh, the theme is so good
1: yep alright oh, hey, that's, that's I just watch it again
2: I'm, I'm getting chills. Oh, okay. <laughs> chills 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 uh,
1: chills chills I knew it was both a brilliant and a bad idea to talk about Infinity War
2: yeah. <laughs> I knew it <laughs> Top comment, I don't want to say it, but the trailer is better than the entire Justice League movie. I agree.
1: Wow, I've never seen a sleep, but I could
2: probably say the same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's savage. Honestly, in regards to Justice League, it doesn't look terrible. No. But I still have no interest in watching yeah,
2: it. Yeah, save me up. Zero. I'm
1: just. You, you burnt me one too many times, DC. Mm-hmm. You just just did it. I gave you Wonder Woman, and granted, that was possible that just uh, yeah no no, it's a no
0: from me (laughs) it's a no from me (laughs) Uh, all right